Hey, longtime listeners, it's Shades here, and I just want to let you know at the top of the episode that Sketch and I are going to be taking a few weeks off. We've been working really hard since the start of quarantine to bring you new content every week, and we need a little break. So we're going to take the rest of July off. And we look forward to being back with you in August with new episodes, new content. We hope that you are safe, that you are well, and that you and yours are finding some enjoyment uh, this summer against the backdrop of a radically different world than the one we were in uh, at the end of 2019. And, of course, if you do want to take a more active role in shaping the future of this show and help us keep it on the air, you can head over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch, where you can become a member of the Geeking Out Kids Club for adults who are still basically children at heart. With a three-month commitment, we're uh, sending you out the Geeking Out Kids Club membership pack. Please help support us if you can. And uh, we thank you for listening, and we will see you in August. Welcome to Earth. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking Geeking Out with with Shades and Sketch. Welcome back, longtime listeners. Glad to be here. How's it going, Shades? I am well, Sketch. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Every time you join us, you join us in a different corner of the Geeking Out multiverse. Um, I can't help but notice underground again. It's, we we are not surface dwellers. Don't mess with success sketch. There is a lot of subterranean GoCo setups. Hastily set up. Hastily. hastily. We, we haven't had to hastily assemble in, in quite some time. Got in under the wire. Yeah. Um in in uh shades you want to describe oh uh sure we are a, a, a low light backlit uh bubbling tubes of uh various uh goos and such goos and accoutrement mm-hmm. uh we have uh some little little gray guests in the tubes in the tubes with in us in the tubes yes uh if we are if we are in Surrounded sub- by tubes and goo and subterranean. We must be. In uh, in Area 51. The, uh, trust At us, long- it's, it's, it's here. At long last. We've I feel like it. it's taken us a long time well, to get to Area 51. Well, you know, it, it was the, uh, the, the Naruto run that, uh, that finally got us that in. Got, yeah, it got us in. And uh, security surprisingly lax. Yeah, did not know what to do with our Naruto ninja run. I mean, we are not the only ones uh, wandering the halls here. I no. saw an elderly Jewish father just yes. shuffling around. Uh, a, a dog. A, another guy with no pants. Two kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, they're letting anyone in a these A crop days. duster looking gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. A crop. That, that's the <laughs> takeaway. That's the takeaway. The crop duster. Um, so, guys, <laughs> if, we're, if we're in Area 51... Uh, with all these other random in the vault, in the vault, with these randos all over the place, uh, we must be talking about Independence, Independence Day. Day. The, I guess the cinematic universe. Everything's an effing cinematic uh, universe. Well, well, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. Um, I got 
do you get it? Do you get it? Because look at just real quick, look at the date, the real life date. <laughs> look at us. Now, if you're listening to this far in the future, not gonna make it's, it's not gonna make sense to not you. Not gonna make but any sense. But if you're listening to release day, you know, the holidays not faring so well, but the 50% of these movies are timeless. 50 that's a good um that's that's probably making out it probably has a better ratio now than Star Wars does. Um yeah, you know, I think it does. It might be the over under the scales, yeah. Um so if we're talking uh Independence Day, do we have a uh, a theme song this week? Uh I don't know, sketch, do we? Na 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 na. Getting jiggy with it. I was gonna say, uh, end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. That'd be a good one too. That works too. No one Either felt way, fine though. Nobody. Nobody felt fine. Too soon. Um, so guys, if we're talking the Independence Day movie franchise, then we're obviously going to spoil uh, Independence Day. Uh, and its sequel, Independence Day Independence Resurgence. Day. Yes. The uh, careers of Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum? Sure. Possibly? About possibly. Uh, life in the 90s. Um, <laughs> uh, alien invasions. Mass hysteria. and Dogs and, and cats living together public uh, disregard for uh, safety and good-natured health. Uh, destruction of just about every landmark you could imagine. They love to go for the, the landmarks. They do. Um, fantastic and horrible one-liners. Yeah. There's a lot to go over with there these is, two. And, you know, so spo- spoilers for just about anything you could imagine. Spoilers for American history. Yeah, for the, yeah. For the American Revolution. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to dive into that. Yeah. Very relevant. Totally. Yeah. Um, Shades. <laughs> Your personal history with um, oh, man. the movie franchise? Uh, the franchise. Uh, okay. Um, I fucking love the first movie sketch. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. So 1996. I don't know where it falls, but like this is a movie that perfectly captured like the the it's like the definition of a blockbuster movie. Absolutely. It is. It's got humor. It's got action. It's got like real stakes. Um, it's got like that putting together the team aspect. This is a movie that feels like very Ghostbusters to me. It like scratched that Ghostbusters itch. Sure, I can see um, that. And and it, like it just looks like a movie to me. Do you know what I mean by that? Oh, it's a, it's a movie's movie. It I mean just, it 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 is a it's a classic. Um, but like you said, it's a it's a summer blockbuster. I mean, movies don't get bigger than a than a summer blockbuster. They don't. And, and this is the Independence Day. I'll go out on a limb and I will say probably of all the summer blockbusters I've ever seen, it's got to be in the top ten, probably the top five. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would heavily agree with that sketch. Um, I mean, it sets the bar. Really, I saw this opening day um, with with my gram, and I saw it 
five more times. I saw this five, I saw this like, or four more times. I saw it five or six times in theaters. And for a while, I was like saving my movie stubs and putting them in a scrapbook. Oh, sure. So I was able to go back and look. I have at least four. I feel like I saw it more than that in theaters, but I have four individual movie stubs for this movie. Our, our um, younger longtime listeners should be aware that that's when it was it was much more financially accessible to see a movie four to five times. Well, it was still it was it was still seven bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't. I You know, comparatively, yeah, I guess it was a lot cheaper, but I, regardless, I mean, I, I saw I, this movie blew my mind and I, I will say, like. It it looked I remember sitting in the theater and looking at it and thinking like, how the fuck did they blow up the white house? And like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rewatching this at the end of last week, I was sitting there going, God damn, how did they blow up the white house? Cause yeah. man, the, the effects really held up well in a way that other movies from the era did not hold mm-hmm. up. And I mean, I just, wow. I mean, I am not a, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not like a, um, like a, you know, I'm not a Fox molder. I'm not a race dance. Like I'm, I'm pretty skeptical if I can't put my finger on it or have like conclusive evidence. I'm not like a believer, but man, this, this movie made me pretty afraid of, um, alien invasions. You know, it hit at a at a, a time. I don't know if it was our age. I mean, there was a lot of alien stuff going on in there the world was. around like, that. Yeah. I, I remember aliens were like aliens were big. They were a legit concern of mine for a little bit of time. Right up I there mean, with quicksand. We were children. I mean, that should be that should be said. I mean, ninety six. We uh we were leaving sixth grade, entering yes. seventh grade. Yes. So we were yep. we were we were in the. Uh, we were in the Stranger Things age bracket. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, your little middle school mind would be like, there I just, could be, I like, guess. Holy, like, holy shit. Imagine having to, like, live in this now, this world after an alien invasion. Like, well, holy shit. Kind of are. Kind of. But no, not not really at all. Like we could still go to the supermarket and get toilet paper and like kind of kind of um, depending where you're where, listening, where you live. Yeah. Um, but I mean, our cities aren't in, in complete ruin. We're not hiding underground yet. No, we're only halfway through 2020. We got the back half. Give it, still. Give it time. Um, so yeah. okay, so you saw the first one multiple I times. I saw it multiple times. And you then, ate it up with a spoon. Yeah. And then um, this was a movie that like um, in that, uh, you know, right on through to, um, I guess, high school when like people started to outgrow that shit. Um, this was like whenever you went over to a friend's house, this was the movie you watched. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. was ju- or it was always on television. And. But I don't think I had ever seen it all the way through. I don't own it. Um, or I didn't own it un- until we decided to do this. I had never seen it all the way through again. Um, I just remember everything seeming so hyper realistic. 
And in going down the rabbit hole for researching this, like now I know why and good on them with the first movie, at least. And then uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Um, I, I vaguely remember hearing that they were going to do a sequel and then some controversy around uh, Will Smith not returning, which which uh, I, I love um, the it, the story, but it, it turns out it's apocryphal. He just wanted too much money. Um, oh. it wasn't actually like a, a tantrum because they wouldn't cast his son. Um, but that's a great story, isn't it? It is like, just imagine Will Smith being like, if you don't cast my son in this movie, I'm not coming back. Okay. Well, we'll just kill you off screen. Um, spoilers for independence spoilers day resurgence, independence day resurgence. Yeah. So, uh, the second one came and went and, uh, I was like, oh yeah, there are two. Never saw that one and, uh, watched it. And, um, 120 minutes of my life I would want back if I can Mm. get it. It's a full two hours. Yeah. Sketch, what's your history with Independence Day? Okay, this is another one of those movies. I mean, last last episode, we also talked about a 96 movie. So this is another one of those movies (sighs) where... what? Oh my God, Dragonheart and... Independence Day, same same year? year? What? That just seems impossible. It just seems impossible that these two movies could have come out in the same year. Holy shit. Yeah. So <laughs> this is another one of those movies right in that that time oh, where I was like really watching all those behind the scenes specials. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. So I remember I have vivid memories of like how they did the miniatures for all the explosions and how they did uh, the live action uh, explosions and soldiers running in Area 51 with the ships cresting the hill and coming in and blowing everything away. Like I have very vivid memories of those uh specials for lack of a better word now 96 again cusp of me going to the theater i don't think i saw this one in theaters but i saw it basically asap with my best friend at the time like when it went you know right to vhs we like crashed to his place and yeah watched it probably probably multiple times and then since then you know it like you said it's it's on tv all, all the, time. the time so i'm always catching parts of it and it's a movie where when you bump into it you stop and you and you watch you it. watch it yeah you, you just yeah. You, you pick up wherever it's starting at wherever you found it and you just watch it and uh yeah so then then 2016 happened and <laughs> i vaguely remember like the trailer but not not much a friend of mine and my wife, we, we all went to see it because the first one's so goddamn good. And walking out of it is one of my first memories. Now, this is tw- this is 2016. This is only like four years ago as of recording this episode. Right. It's it's one of my first clear memories of going, that was a bad movie. <laughs> Because I'm 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 a pretty positive guy when it comes to other people's work, and I'm and and I'll and I'll often be like, if I don't get a movie or if I think it didn't work, I'll be like, well, it must be me. I just I must just not get it. I might I must not know what they're going for, or I must not be the target audience. This is the first movie I remember walking out of and immediately being like, I'm pretty sure that was a bad movie. That wasn't me. That was the movie. <laughs> and. Uh, Needless to say, never watched it again until uh, the stars aligned and and we we did it for this Independence Day 
we are working hard for you longtime yeah. listeners and i'm just gonna go ahead and say this right now at the top ish of the show if you have seen the 1996 independence day and you have not seen the 2016 independence day resurgence don't, don't see it don't watch it's, it it's not worth don't, tarnishing don't your memory see, of yeah. the 96 uh, a longtime friend of the pod tim hoshi was when i told him <laughs> we were doing independence day he was like oh i've never seen the sequel and i said don't like you love the first one don't watch the second one that's that's so true um the second one is so bad it really it really altered my perception of the first movie that's the that's that's the real like we we took one for the team on this one because i agree now i i had seen it already so i was just like reopening that wound you really had to like you this really is, had to throw mud on the trophy that was independence day yeah and um you you cut you were like oh it's not good and then i was like i started watching it and the the first the first act is fun and the in the sense of like you get to see the world that will no i guess it takes place concurrently so the world that is in this alternate universe that they've recovered from this horrific alien invasion that, that destroyed the world mm-hmm. um and it's you're it's kind of like, oh, okay, cool. You get to see all of the the ways that they rebounded and like now it's a world with alien technology and all of the things that they're able to do. Um, and it's 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 not good, but it's fun. And it seems to have a um it seems to just delight in poking fun at itself, um, with like Judd Hirsch's character and um and Goldblum's character and like where they find themselves after this thing. And then very quickly, as you move into the second act, it's just, it's just bad. It's just very, it's just very not good. And the whole third act of the movie, I, I was like, Oh, cause I said, ah, this, this is kind of fun. And, and you were like, Oh, I need to rewatch this. Maybe I judged it too harshly. At the time I got to the third, act, I was like, Oh no, no. No, this is this is terrible. This is it, so god awful bad. <laughs> it had been um four years, and really I could only remember two clear things. They're probably the two things I clearly remember now. Okay. I I clearly remembered again. We set spoiler alerts for this right. episode. Uh the the building falling just as the the mother, I forget her in character name. Uh but, Jasmine. Uh, jasmine just as she was about to get on a helicopter and her son watching her plummet and okay so that was that was like a heartbreaking scene uh, kind of movie got to as much it, yeah. at least it stood out um and then the other one was the fucking school bus <laughs> Judd, long time listeners all of the characters in resurgence um you know them, you love them. They feel like your friends. If they've all been like dragged to a 1950s um, sucker punch style asylum and have some like awaiting a lobotomy and have some ki- undergone some kind of psychosis as a result, they all feel like bizarre character, like alternate anthology versions of themselves. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like watching something like American Horror Story and you really liked this like this person playing a character in the previous season and now they're playing a different character, but you can't help but identify them as this other character that you really enjoyed. Um, Judge, Judge yeah, except in this movie, they're supposed to be playing the same. They're character. supposed to be playing the same characters. Judd Hirsch drives a school bus full of like he has been through an alien invasion already. He drives a school uh, first a um a station wagon station full wagon. of children. Yeah, like an old eighty station wagon. Uh, to Area Fifty One, they get yeah, part of the way. way there. Then he finds a school bus uh like camp troop of children. Yep. Who have been abandoned. abandoned and then drives even more children into danger at Area 51 and, and doesn't get to Area 51, drives them into the climate, like the climactic, like death struggle of the movie, just mm-hmm. so he can like see his son for five minutes. Because yeah. Goldblum and call? Yeah, yeah. You, oh, you can't call. And and that was that was like the welcome to earth line. Of the movie. Oh, you can't call like they tried so hard so many times to like get that like welcome to earth. And they could have just had Dylan say welcome to earth and it would have been fine. But they were trying. They kept trying to like in a similar vein of lost in space where they kept trying to like come up with the one line that was going to like be the the catchphrase of the movie. And they never got there. And it wound up being you. There is you can't call. There are no memorable line to this nope. movie other than you uh, you can't call, you can't call. um and they tr- oh they tried hard. and they try they try in the second one every character to, to recreate so much of the first movie and, and they fail, fail across the board every time every just fucking across time the board we should get well, let, let, let's 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 stick with our format so we can get to some <laughs> real official have you concluded thoughts. your your history I, I think I might have cut you off. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I'll say, you know, we're we're ranking pretty hard on Independence Day Resurgence. When when I queued up the old first Independence Day to yeah. watch and realized, oh my god, it's two and a half hours. Right. I I I told myself, all right, I'll watch half tonight and I'll watch half tomorrow because that's a big chunk of time. I too. said the same thing. Nope, I watched the whole thing all the way through. The way through. I could not stop it. That's a testament right there. Right. That's a testament to that movie. It's a great fucking movie. It is. All right, that's my history. Um, should we go to the, the internet scores? The all important internet scores. Yeah, I mean, is there any any movie making history that oh, we need uh, to know I, about this oh, movie? Sh- I'm, yeah, you're right. Our form. We have a format. We have a um, format. History. What is the history. What is this? Oh, Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> um, I, I have a friend who says that all good things come from 1996, and they may actually be correct on this one. Um. Before we get into the history of Independence Day, here are the top 10 movies of, of 1996. Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible, The Rock, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, 101 Dalmatians, the live action, Ransom, The Nutty Professor, Jerry Maguire, Eraser, and Dragonheart comes in at number 11. Right and there, there. And there are so many more. There were over... 300 movies released in 1996. Um, some of them like you. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. And uh, it, just in terms of movies and music. Um, oh, my goodness. Like you, you would. That thing you do like and, and every time I say one of these movies, I'm like, oh, that movie was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, 
I feel like 96, based on nothing but a feeling, was really like a turning point in Hollywood when people were like, we can make a shitload of money with movies. Like if we start like really delivering quality, we can make a shitload of money. Star Trek first contract, uh, space, space jam, sling blade. Um, I'm just in the S's right now. Scream Romeo and Juliet, the rock. Um, what else? Uh, the quest. And some of them are terrible, but they're like all categorically fun. Um, they're all memorable. The Phantom with Billy Zane. Oh, that movie's terrible, but I fucking love it. The Shadow. Uh, what else? Like, I, I don't. Mars Attacks. Like, what the fuck? How did all these movies come out in 1996? Wow, Mars Attacks came out the same year as Independence Day. As Independence Day. Day. I know, right? Oh, Isn't that crazy? That come out a year or two after to like poke fun of. Nope. Kingpin. Oh, wow. Remember Kingpin? I fucking yeah. love that movie. Um, Jingle All the Way, Joe's Apartment. Is is Kingpin the Bill Murray one? Yeah, and Woody We're, Harrelson, and uh, that, and Randy Quaid. In in uh, Kingpin, is that the movie where uh, Bill Murray throws three strikes? Yes. Yeah. I recently read online that he, he actually, actually threw the did. three strikes, and, and I the, believe it. The the audience reaction around him was genuine. I believe it. He's yeah. Bill fucking Murray. Yeah, he's a, he's a bowler. He is. Uh, Dust till dawn. The frighteners. I mean, nineteen like all good art seems to have come from nineteen ninety six. Fargo. It's it's fucking crazy. All right, the history of Independence Day. Independence Day came into being during the press junket tour for Stargate, which is another Dean Devlin and uh, Roland uh, Roland Emmerich uh, collaboration. Uh, When asked why Emmerich made the film when he did not believe in aliens, he stated that the idea of an alien arrival uh, fascinated him. And he countered the reporter with, what would you do if you woke one morning to find a 15-mile-wide spaceship hovering over the world's largest cities? Emmerich then turned to Dave Devlin and said, I think we just came up with our next film. The next piece came when Devlin and Emmerich decided to incorporate a large-scale attack. Devlin said, I'm bothered by this idea of like little spores uh, infecting people or aliens hiding in the desert or on farms. If you traveled across the galaxy, would you hide or would you make a grand entrance? They wrote the script on a month-long vacation in Mexico, and the movie was greenlit at Fox after just one day of consideration. Pre-production began three days later in February of 1995. Principal photography began in July of 95 and wrapped in November of 1995. The film's post-production of dressing the 3,000 special effects and in-camera effects shots, models, and um, dressings concluded on June 20th of 1996. And the movie premiered five days later at Man's Chinese Theater. That's crazy. Yes. That is crazy in, in, in the age of physical film. Right? 
Yeah. Isn't that insane? Just distribution alone. Wow. That's insane. Well, the mo- the movie premiered in America on July 3rd. Yeah. But the the rollout premiere screening yeah. at Man's Theater was five five days between finishing all of the post-production effects. It's crazy. And showing it. Yeah. That's nuts. That's bonkers. Um sketch how mm-hmm. much do you think the film cost to make oh you know i hate these i know um this one is bonkers it is coco bananas sketch 200 million dollars to make yep that would be coco bananas oh okay um coco bananas the other way it cost 75 million dollars in 1996 Mine seems a little more cocoa bananas. It, it well, I mean, when you look at the 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 shots that are in it, it seems impossible to have done it for that small of a budget. Yeah. Um. When still have a hard time calling seventy five million dollars small. Well, I mean, I com- wish I had that small of a budget. Think about the like. Think about Avengers. Mm-hmm. There, those movies are made for like two hundred million dollars. Yeah. Which I guess practical effects are still cheaper than computers yeah I and guess that's the for my money look better no I'm... they do there's there's we've talked about this a lot in other episodes we but have. there is something to physical practical effects i i felt re i'll you know i'll save it for raves but like i when i see practical effects like oh oh god like that's not coming back and whenever, like, I don't know, whenever, whenever something happens in a Marvel movie, I'm like, eh, that, it's, it was a green screen. That's fine. Yeah. No one's blowing shit up anymore. No one. Yeah. It, like when just you. Big s- bags of gasoline that they would just ignite. <laughs> like no um, one's doing that anymore. The, the White House had four, uh, had uh, 40 individual explosives in a 16 foot model. I don't doubt it. That's a lot of explosives. That's also a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. We've got literally one. One chance. Yeah. Uh, Yes. How much sketch? How much do you think this movie grossed worldwide? What did you say it took to make? It cost $75 million. I will say it grossed. Three hundred and twenty five million dollars. I feel like that's a reasonable guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie grossed, yeah, internationally, eight hundred and seventeen point four million dollars. So a success. Fuck yeah! Wait, that I, is, I, I that forget is what Coco Bananas. What uh, what production company is this again? Uh, it's, it's, uh, that's a great question. What is the production company? Uh, let me, let me go to that. I forget that at the beginning of it, what it was. It's, it's like Roland Emmerich's, uh, production company. Okay. It wasn't like ILM. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to wager that this is the most successful they've ever done. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, let's see who it was produced. Produced by Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin. 
Uh, Centropolis Entertainment. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, founded in 1985. Kind of they had the best logo. They've got like that Art Deco logo with yeah. the blimps. Can you see it? Yeah. Do you remember it? Um, yeah, I saw it just a couple days ago. It was, you know, it was uh, Centropolis Films founded in 1985 by German uh, f- filmmaker and director Roland Emmerich and American film producer Dean Devlin. It was their production company. All right. Um, it's now a subsidiary of um, Das Work. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they did Resurgence. I don't remember seeing it on the front of Resurgence. Uh, let's see. TSG Entertainment. I don't know what TSG is. Nothing. Is that, that's the stuff you're not supposed to eat in Chinese food. Yes, that I am. You are correct. Yep. TSG. Um. Resurgence. Independence, do you Independence have Day resurgence. I mean, I do, but there's not much to talk about. Independence Day resurgence. Um, they had been talking about um, Independence Day resurgence. They had been talking about. Um, they they got back together based on um, the world's reaction to the September 11th attacks, mm-hmm. um, and so they. They were more focused on for um, resurgence. Uh, it wasn't called resurgence initially. They had seven different working titles. This is the one that Fox finally went with. Um, it's dumb. It is. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. It is. It's very dumb. Um, and it's so it's much more of a disaster movie rather than an invasion movie. Like one is and I fucking love that about the first one, that it's an invasion movie. Mm-hmm. And and you you know it's it's your line you came up with it I uh, and it's a great descriptor it's just disaster porn and uh, just it's, disaster porn and it it's so interesting that you know they started talking about it as early as two thousand four, um, they were trying to figure out a way to continue the story but it just kept falling apart, um, but they really pulled it together in twenty eleven, uh, they had found an idea and a treatment and um they had set upon doing two they wanted to turn this into a a trilogy of films so uh resurgence was always meant to be the rising action of this universe and there would be a third movie um 2013 is really when they got the production coming it was going to be uh independence day forever part one and part two uh but fox nixed those titles um they had hoped to get will smith to return um, but he wanted $50 million to do wow. one film. Wow. And that was just a non-starter. Um, the, the apocryphal story was that uh, he had refused because he wanted his real-life son, Jaden, Jaden Smith, right? Mm-hmm. That's his uh, real To life play son. his on-screen son. Um, and I, there was a movie that came out around this time where they did that. Yes. And it was terrible. I forget the name of it. I yeah. also forgot the name of it, and it was terrible. Hey, was it, it was, AE After Earth? Uh, no, uh, oh, and maybe because uh, well, no, Titan AE is Titan AE is a different movie. Uh, but there's a movie called After Earth. I thought there was. I'll look it up while you're continuing to uh, to tell us. After Earth is a 2013. Yeah, hey, good. Wow, sketch. You are correct. How about that? How about Will that? Smith and Jaden Smith. After I know Earth. my Will Smith, Jaden Smith um, vehicles. You clearly. Um, so that was, that's an apocryphal story, but, uh, it's a fun story. I just love that idea. It seems very not Will Smith. Like 
He'll he'll I shake guess. you down for money, but it doesn't feel like he'll shake you down for like nepotism. I guess I I've I I I'm sadder that it's about money than about his son. <laughs> you know? Um so, whatever the reason though, it was a good call. Yeah. On his part. On his oh, not doing the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um Gold Goldblum. Not not so uh He was willing. He was willing, but uh we'll get there. The spirit was willing. The uh the days he was on set, not so much. We'll get there. Um, we'll get there. And for this movie, um, I think the magic of the first Independence Day was that, you know, they went away and wrote this script and it was it was just greenlit. But Fox really muddled with this this one. They brought in um, two other screenwriters to kind of like. Like, fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. And I know I don't know why they decided to do that. Um, so they had originally intended to do two films. Fox greenlit a single film um, with talks to, and they weren't really excited for Emmerich to come back and to, and to direct the film. But um, they revealed the full title of the movie on June twenty second, twenty fifteen. Um, principal photography uh, began on. Uh, oh boy, where is it? Uh, I did not write it down. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, principal photography began on April 20th, 2015 and wrapped on August 22nd, 2015. A very, very quick shoot. Mm. Um, and there was some controversy. Originally, they wanted to, um, spoilers, uh, the spaceship in the second one is 30 miles long and has its own gravity. So when it gets into Earth's atmosphere, it just starts ripping cities off the face of the Earth. They originally wanted uh, that to be Dubai and to dump Dubai on France. Oh. Um, but the but India uh, and the uh, United Arab Emirates uh, re- said that they would they would uh, refuse to show the movie. Um, if they did they that. picked up Dubai and dropped it on France. What a sentence. <laughs> so instead they they ripped up Beijing and dumped it on England, quote Roland Emmerich, because the Brits can take it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> you know, for starters, it's uh, Independence Day. So you gotta start by sticking it to the Brits. We dumped we dumped Oh, we dumped uh, Beijing on London on London Eye because the English can take it. I had I had some problems with that. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, and uh, longtime listeners, I I went down the rabbit hole on this and uh, worked out some of the math of what a thirty mile long spaceship with its own gravity would do to planet Earth. And I think there was a much better movie there than what we got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could be said about any aspect of the movie, really. Yeah. So um, Independence Day Resurgence, uh, it seems like they were, you know, it's it exists in a post uh, or a mid Marvel Universe world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it was just it was just really hamstrung by like disaster movies and the MCU. And it, it kind of hits all of those beats and none of them well. No, 
That's the issue. Yeah. Does none of them well. Do you have the all important internet scores? I do. I'm very interested. I'm I'm I think yes. This was this was surprising. Let's start with the first one. Independence Day. IMDB gives Independence Day a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes critic score 65, fan mm-hmm. score 75. Wow. 89% of Google reviewers love this movie. Okay. It's a lot lower than I thought. Yeah, that is lower than I it's would. It's one of the lower Google reviews we've had. They're usually yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. This is very unusual. All right. Resurgence. Right? Independence Day Resurgence. IMDb gives it a 5.2. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes critic score is a 29. And Whoa. The, the fan score is a 30. Wow. 71% of Google reviewers like this movie. Wow. Hey, wait, what was regular Independence Day by Google? 89. 89 to what? To 70? 71. That's too close for comfort. That 71 is one of the lowest that we've ever done for a movie. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Like, it's just like guys, and this is this is no reflection on on um on the property, but just for comparison, just for comparison, um, Dragonheart has a ninety percent. Independence yeah. Day has a lower Google review than that Dragonheart. Is, that is, is hmm. shocking. It is shocking. That's shocking. Is shocking. And not by much, but like Sonic the Hedgehog has a 94% rating. Like it's almost like there was an attack on Independence Day that right. we don't know about. Right. That is shockingly low for Google. For that's what I mean. Like yeah. uh Titans. The the last Titans property that we reviewed uh had a 91% Google review. It feels like an attack. It feels like yeah. people went back and were like, oh, this movie's ruined by. Well, I suppose that is possible. By Independence that Day Resurgence. Is possible. Guys, if you are one of those Google reviewers. Right um, in. Right in. I want to know. I want to know if that's that's what did it to you. Because I could see it. I mean, I I I could never dock the original because of this, like professionally, because I'm a right. professional. I couldn't you know look back 20 years ago on a movie that i loved and still love when i watch it today because of what they chose to do in the sequel um but i can get i can get like the human nature of wanting to do that if you're not a professional like we are i suppose um speaking of professionals like us shades what did you give oh um well independence Independence Day. day i gave the first independence day a 95 Wow. Very good. Thank you. Sketch, what do you give the first independence? I gave it a 94. Oh, look at that. Look at us. And guys, we are we we did not discuss this ahead. We did not. We are far socially apart in the GoCo right now. Uh, we had no idea what 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 each other gave scores. What did you give Independence Day (laughs) resurgence? Uh, gave it a 25 sketch. Wow, that is low. What did you give it? That is low. I gave it a 34. Oh, wow. So that was from very 94 generous. to 34. I gave it a 60 point spread. I thought that 
that got my point across. Yeah. Well, my my Independence Day universe is a sixty. Yeah, I refuse to average them. Yeah. I just I just refuse the to. The first one is so goddamn good, and the so second one is. And you leave it alone. You can. It's not set up for sequels. You can just stop yes. after the first yes. one. Yes. You did not need a sequel to this movie. Like here's here's how fucking good this movie is in 1996 this movie passes the bechdel cast uh, the bechdel test with multiple characters yeah multiple multiple characters in this movie uh, multiple female characters in this movie have real authentic conversations not about men yes. in 1996 I, disaster porn movie yes like, i am not arguing you it it, it, it every is, this movie every is woman so in this movie is is uh treated as equally and seriously as the male counterparts i mean it focuses on jeff and will right for the most part but like no one's just um arm candy no you know on the side they're all real people like, with real motivations the, and the real stories. Ultimate travesty of this universe. <laughs> and apologies, it it made no fucking sense between the first one and the second one. But um, Vivica Fox's character Jasmine is yeah. such a fucking like badass powerhouse. She's rescuing yeah. people. She's driving trucks. Yeah. She's like not like not only is she just reacting but she they go out of their way to like depict like how with it and intelligent she is and, and like she saves the first come, lady's uh, life she does but like she saves uh her kids like everybody's running down that tunnel and she like kicks in oh, the no, door she, she, and gets she like has she has the uh the wherewithal to know exactly what she needs to do to save her, her yes. son and boomer and, and boomer boomer good boy yeah. Um, like she is so like driving that uh big rig. Yep. Uh, and like Kate, and never like oh, like she's never like screaming or wondering if she's gonna be able to. She does it. It's yep. just like a competent person. Mm -hmm. And cheers. Cinema is not filled with competent people in general, and and often, um, just you know damsels in distress or or you know the the the, the quip now is a is a mary sue um just to like like there this character like goes through no growth and and just is just overpowered mm -hmm. um and this is just like a depiction of a, a real with it person and it was like refreshing to see in 1990 once again like looking back at cinema and properties of the past to be like uh, oh um yeah 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 now were you gonna say something about where she ends up in resurgence uh in independence tears <laughs> like um so in the first independence day um she is an exotic dancer yes it's it's good money and like she's in like she's not ashamed she's empowered it's good money it's great that's my hours. favorite part of it yeah the the the, the um the first the, lady the first assumes lady she's a, assumes a ballerina like ballet or tap and she goes yeah. no exotic yep. like no shame just like and at other points in the movie she's like you know her her kids there not not 
her kid's in the building, but not even right, right. seeing the not show. not sitting in front of the pole. Yeah. And and uh, she makes it known to each and every person. I'm here for him, and this is good for him. Yep. Like, I'm providing. Yep. Because um, we, we should say, Will, Will, I think we were talking, it gets confusing because we were does. talking about Will Smith's son playing his son in the movie, but right. it would have been, it would have been his stepson. His st- yes. Because his that's stepson. not, right. that's it's not, not his, his biological yes. father. Right. Uh, so, like. Uh, at this point, it is just Jasmine supporting. Right. I forget the kid's name. Dylan. What's the kid? Dylan? Um, Shooting aliens alert. from a young Will age. Is, Will is just there to propose. He's 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 right at that moment. He's going to propose. <laughs> yeah. So like that's where we've entered their story. Yeah. Yeah. But then in the in resurgence, she is a uh, an obs- No, she is a uh, she delivering babies. She seems to be delivering babies. She is I mean, a doctor. She's, she's a doctor. She is a like a uh, uh, high up yeah. doctor, not just like a doctor on staff. She's like di- like director of the hospital. Gets the hero shot. Laughs last one out, putting a baby on a on a hover helicopter before being killed. Before before a building falls out from under her. Yeah, but she goes from exotic dancer in sixteen years to to um delivering yeah. babies at a hospital well, it's which, a full, it's which a is full great which is great but it takes away some of what was awesome does. about her character it takes away a lot about what was awesome about her character and uh listen when my wife and I rewatched it we both had the same thought and and my wife actually was the one that was like well i'm sure after the events of the first movie like anyone involved were just green lit to do whatever they want. Like the characters, <laughs> not the actors, but like, they were like, you helped, you can fucking do anything you want now as we right, re- right, as right. build humanity. Right. Like, we'll let you do anything. No, nothing will hold you back. No status, no money, no nothing. Like, right. And then she could have been like, well, the world really doesn't need exotic dancers right now. They guess we need doctors. And sure. So, so that's, that's the canon I'll go with, but it's still like <laughs> it just it, never felt believable because there was nothing it speaks, there. It speaks to a bigger problem with that movie, but we'll 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 get we'll there. get there. Are we are we ready for uh for the the big meat and potatoes of our of our little? I'm, I'm ready to 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 rave and rant. Okay, guys, we're going to do ruined. something a little different in this episode. As you know, what is what is this episode sixty something, right? Sixty eight, uh, six, sixty, yeah, sixty something. Wow, guys, you've been with us for a long time. Thanks, LTLs. Episode sixty seven, yeah, sixty seven. We like to rant and we like to rave. This time, <laughs> we're going to do something a little different. We're going to do. We're going to. We're going to rave, and then we're going to ruin. We're going to ruin. Well, we're not going to ruin. We're gonna. We're gonna rave about one. And, and we're going to talk about how two ruins it. What big pile of shit. Yeah. There's one big pile. So, of shit. Um, let's let's start with the raves of uh, Independence Day 1996. Do you want to take a first? Or do you want me to take a uh, first? Why don't you start us off sketch? OK. What's one? Well, I'll take. OK, this is legit. My biggest rave. It might not be like the biggest thing in the movie, but it's my biggest rave. Bill Pullman as the president of the United States is fucking fucking amazing. He is, he is, he is is playing, he is playing 
oh god i'm getting goosebumps just talking about it i know right playing that president that that everyone dreams a president could be right like he and I'm I'm not getting political. I'm talking at any no, era he's the, in time. He's the total pack. So he's like he's he's basically a modern day Washington, right? So yeah. like he's a war hero. He's they, he's a fighter pilot. He's a he's a fighter he's pilot. A combat fighter pilot. He is uh he's a loving father. He is yep. a devoted husband. When the shit hits the fan, his concern is for the American people. Yep. He's not playing any political games. But he's he, a he's also a dove. He's not a hawk. He like yep. I, this is gonna be so organic. And this was like a bigger rave, but I'll put it in here. Like I <laughs> um he he uh uses military like everyone in this movie is like nuke him, nuke him, just just nuke him, fire all the nukes. Yeah. Attack. And he is like so restrained. And all yeah. of the news press conferences are, are all about like how he's weak. And everybody thought he was gonna be strong because he's like, he's a pacifist. Mm-hmm. He's like been to war and he like uses it as a last resort. He doesn't talk tough. Like all of this he's I forget the speech that they're like prepping at the beginning of it, but it's like um there are that's not the speech, the the press conference, and they're talking about like um how restrained and responsible he's being, and like we don't want strained and responsible, we want a war hero. Yeah. He was like the definition of presidential. Yep. Yeah. And that fucking Independence Day speech. Oh my goodness. No, the Independence Day speech that he delivers is is, is like gold standard for for that 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 scene in a movie yes the big leader pumping up the army boosting morale i mean it cannot be topped the counterpart to that in the second one (laughs) which would be the counterpart is it when he gives his mini speech yeah his mini speech in the hangar to like just talking to jeff goldblum but then is somehow amplifying even though there's no amplification equipment well it's the alien oh, tech it's the alien um, tech it just like because um dylan also gives like some kind of speech yeah it but it was so terrible. forgettable it was so forgettable uh, the, the the yeah his speech his just willingness to oh we need pilots i was a pilot all right yep. i'm going up yep like no special treatment there's a if this in movie, the first movie in the first movie in the first yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, yeah if this movie were made today i mean like <laughs> like and, and i'm talking about like the start of everything like the oh aliens invading. like you would have those lines about like re-election and i have to think what the voters right, are right, like right, stuff right, like right. there's just none of that what, what's uh what is if the, me getting in an air like what do do some polling on this do some yeah do some tests yeah. like this is just the definition of a public servant he just wants what's best for for america and it's like and by extension like it 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 feels good <laughs> in this movie to be American because they have that scene where they like flash around the world and like everyone is just like waiting for America to come up with a plan. Like, and you're like, oh, this is this is this is dated. Yes, this is dated. <laughs> this is not this is not how it goes. And this is just like America's big head, just like you know, puffing out the chest and everything. But I love I love that they flash to the French and of course their resistance and of course they're right, sitting right. in front of a rainy window pane yeah. smoking a cigar- <laughs> like a little cigarette <laughs> with like such a disdainful look on there. Of course they of are. Of course they are. 
um, uh, unites Israel and Palestine. Yeah. Uh, what a, what Israeli a nice and Palestinian class. fighter pilots who are like kind of like cautiously kind of like checking out what the other one's going to do. Yep. And then they fly together. Yeah. Bill, Bill Pullman. Uh, yeah. President Bill, Whitmore. President, President Whitmore. Whitmore. Ladies and gentlemen. Sir President Whitmore, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. His Excellency. Yeah. Sir President Whitmore. So yeah, he's he's probably like he's fantastic. He, he's probably my biggest rave of of the whole. Oh, when thing. he has to like tell his daughter, his wife. Oh my their god! Don't even, oh my don't god! Even how how heartbreaking Holy is that? That shit. he he assumes uh, that she has died in the attack on right. L.A. Um, finds her, finds her only to find like within we minutes. Just, we just we didn't find that get to her we fast get enough. To her in time. Too much internal bleeding. Uh, the exotic dancer didn't get her here fast enough. <laughs> Way to pass the blame, Doc. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm I'll, I'll stick with like characters. My my my, my biggest rave. Um, the the two road trip scenes. There are two mm-hmm. road trips in this movie. The first is Goldblum and H- Hirsch, the mm-hmm. Levinson father and son. And their their road trip across from New York to DC, mm-hmm. driving in the the old Plymouth. Yep. Um, their chemistry is so fucking amazing. It's so on point. Just their relationship uh, through the course of that whole film. They're um, a very from, believable father son. They are exactly like they are a very believable father son relationship for like. Uh, a much older father, and um, I don't think Her- Hirsch is that much older than Goldblum, but uh, and then like a younger son who is like not lived up to his potential, and and like it's a very believable re- that that road trip, and then and then Goldblum and and Smith's road trip to the mothership, yeah, um, and I think it's a testament to the writing of Dean Devlin, um, because like both of those feel real and believable and and really let it give us so much about those characters and who they are and the world that we live in at, at this point the the fictional world of 1996 yeah um yeah. it was i was just it was just great they were two really great movies because like at this movie at this at its core this movie is a movie about relationships oh yeah about uh parents and children and and like husbands and wives and significant others and that's strange in a in a like in a disaster in a disaster porn movie and and not that there are those relationships don't exist but that they feel real and authentic and you really take the time to develop them i mean a lot of times a disaster porn will center around a family but that's because it won't spend the time to like develop characters and so you're like oh this is the guy's father he died so he's upset you feel that right right whereas in this movie like no let's spend some time actually legitimately showing that uh that you know this father and son have such and such a relationship and Um, it's grounded in like crazy reality. Like right. this isn't yeah, like yeah, a yeah. like a sitcom uh, familial relationship. This is like yeah, there's a lot of real life in this relationship. Right. Um, 
Yeah, Jeff- Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum on their road trip, they their their chemistry off of each other is just, like it's totally believable that these are just like two guys who have arrived at this right point. Um you could you could almost argue that Will Smith's character like has always been destined for this. Right. But, like Jeff Goldblum's character has just he is like, a glorified cable cable repair technician. Yes. Um you know, and everyone in his life knows he he's never lived up to his potential. That's right. that's like everyone's problem with him is that like they right. see great potential in him. That's why his wife left him, and that's what his father's always on him about. So you could kind of say he was destined for this too, but like they end up in this cockpit together and they're their relationship like when i rewatched this movie (laughs) what struck me was that oh my god them in the cockpit is the first time and only time these two have interacted with each other yeah they've been in the same room but they have never interacted with each other and every time i think back on this movie in the 20 years of knowing this movie, about, I've always been like, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are great together. They're yeah. just amazing together. Right. And they're they're together like, what, 15 minutes of a two and a half hour movie? If the, yeah, the whole thing is probably 15 minutes, but it feels yeah. much longer. Because it's so, it's like, it's just the center of the movie. Right. You can completely understand everything that's great about this movie just by experiencing that chunk right. of them. In the cockpit. Yep. Yeah. And uh, like little things, like uh, they put the steering wheel controls on backwards. Yep. And let and crash into the wall. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that would totally happen because nobody's fucking. I no love shit like that. Yep. Like. Yeah, they don't just take off. They don't just take off and go everything. save the day. Yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, it's great. I will say this is the era when. Um, hacking was was just hacking like a bar big. filling. Yeah, it's just yep. like I'm in. Okay. Yep. Now what do we do? Yeah. Oh my god. Um. God. I mean, think about they, these are just organic at this point. But think about one of the things this movie did great that two just did not do at all was like Jeff Goldblum's character, a, a cable satellite technician, basically. Right stumbles onto the signal the signal which he which he deciphers as a countdown and how ominous that is right he's the only one who's figured that out so and and good and he has to get to the white house because thank god his ex-wife is is uh the press secretary secretary of of, so like at least he has an in if he didn't have that in we're all fucking dead we're, 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 we're all dead yep yeah thank goodness Oh, I, I in my history, I did want to say I had a couple of the toys and they came with floppy disk games. And mm. one of them was like one of them was like a missile launch code. And it was like the inside of a like Windows 95. Wow. Like floppy disk. Um, um, LTLs who are, are too young <laughs> to know this. Point a, five floppy disk, floppy. <laughs> a floppy disk is ac- an actual representation of what the save icon is on all of your documents. Yes. Those were real Those things were real that we would things. put in our computers. Yes. Um, the original expandable memory. Yep. Um, yep. And one was like the, the, fo- the football briefcase that has all of the nuclear launch codes. And the other one was like hacking the mothership. Mm. And they were, they took forever to install. They, oh, were, sure. they were super quick. 
and uh the the floppy disks were like this uh see-through blue color Ooh, they were cool and uh i unlocked them and deleted the games and and used them for just storing my own things on them oh that's neat yeah it's neat there you go. See, we told you we'd spoil life in the life in the nineties. Nineties for you. There you go. Floppy discs. Yeah, you, uh, you got another rave sketch. Yes, I have many a rave, but I will say I really loved how there were so many points of view in this movie, and they all converged so organically into the one single point of area 51 like yes. no one ended up in that final battle like by happenstance right or like by oh thank god that so-and-so's here like everyone who showed up to eventually save the day and anyone who contributed to humanity's survival did so in a very meaningful way right and and nothing was just uh like movie schlock you know like right. yeah. you, know, you know like every every it made sense exactly why everyone was exactly where they needed to be it almost makes it like almost like miraculous that that humanity lived like if any one of these single players were not there that's it's, it. it's that's all it. game over the, yeah the, everyone's needed and i i loved that the uh you know, the big redemption arc of, of the crop duster, you know, like that he's the one that, you know, does the ultimate sacrifice at the end. Russell K. His father, his, his son, his, his, well, I guess his stepson is finally proud of him. Oh, oh, it's a movie about a movie about relationships. And he, and he was the one who, who was probed by aliens <laughs> And like no one's believed him for 10 years. And so he gets to be the one that like flies up their shoe and is like, I'm back. Come on. That's great. Comeuppance. That is comeuppance. That is you, the best comeuppance of is. the movie. Is is when uh what's his name? Crop Duster gets to Russell K. Rus- is that is that's not the actor? The the, the actor? actor is Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. The brother Russell of K is Dennis the- Quaid. Boy, we're doing a lot of Quaid. Yeah, it's a Quaid it's double a, this feature. Is a, this is a Quaid heavy quarter <laughs> for us here. <laughs> um, can't keep those Quaid boys down. You can't. And it, oh, it was just. I don't know. It was it, it's just it, just thinking back on it. I'm warm. Is that normal? Like uh, I'm when, a good movie. Yeah. OK, good. I'm warm. Awesome. Um, Just. The practical effects, um, they so they built all of their sets. It makes for great audio, longtime listeners, but they built them vertically in shafts. So and and turned the camera sideways so that it would look like everything was flat. And they they built city streets. They they built a full replica of L.A. and New York and D.C. And they they built them vertical so that when the explosions happened, the the explosions, the fire would roll towards the camera. Mm -hmm. They put the camera at the top of these these sets that they built vertically. And every time they blew something up, that's where like this rolling fire effect came from. And that's 
you know, they actually destroyed the Capitol building, a miniature. They actually destroyed a miniature of the Empire State Building and a miniature of, of D.C., uh, the, the, uh, the White House. And it's it just watching those those scenes filled me with a real like impending sense of doom uh, mm-hmm. as a child and as an adult. And yeah. that is rare. That is the most destruction I had seen at that point. I, it feels like it's still the most destruction I've seen. And like, I've seen like New but what York about when they dropped Beijing onto London, that was a lot of destruction. It was, but it, it, it was digital. Yeah. It that's just, the it, thing. It, it didn't it, it doesn't look be, real. It, like my, it wasn't real. And that's my why, brain, it wasn't real. My brain can extrapolate that this is not real. Yeah. And when you, blow up a miniature like when the fire looks you you feel like you could if you were there like if you don't the scene doesn't cut away the explosion is going to hit you mm-hmm. um and and i think and i thought really thought about that and and that's what i think it is because what inevitably because it's digital you're always put inside of the event mm-hmm and mm-hmm. so like you're well, like, obviously, we're not in any real jeopardy because like we're in the midst of this destruction. Mm-hmm. If there was real danger, we would we would be dying like you would feel pain. And and when you're looking at a practical set being destroyed and the fire is rolling towards you and the only thing that saves you is that the camera cuts away to something else. Mm-hmm. It, I I. That's my explanation. Like your brain is fooled into thinking you've just been saved. Well, there's also a, there's an unpredictability to real explosions yeah. in these practical effects that you just can't replicate. And I mean, when you're watching a digital destruction scene like uh, in Resurgence, I mean, it's always in the back of my mind, at least that like everything I've seen was purposefully put there. Every everything was was a a very conscientious choice by a group of artists to put this there, that there and this flies there and this size there. When you have pyrotechnics on a on a movie set like that. Yeah, they're doing as much control as they can. But this is still real fucking fire and explosions and shit like. Does what it wants at the end of the day. and, And you are watching chaos. Yes. Incarnate in front of you. And and it's just. Film it in slow motion because we're not going to be able to do it again. You can't do it again. I mean. Hey, LTLs, it's Shades here. And I just want to remind you that our sponsor this week, just like every week, is you, our longtime listeners. And you can become a sponsor of the show by heading over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch, where you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. But right now we are running our very new, very special geeking out kids club for adults who are basically still kids at heart. And you can go over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch and sign up at that tier today. Guys, we thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on in the GoCo. Now, back to this week's episode. That urgency and that like desperation comes across. It does. In film. And and also it, it, you're right, it's the chaos. Yeah. It's the chaos. It's an uncontrolled element yeah. that does not exist in digital. Mhm. Because everything, everything is so, is so, is so, um, so it's manufactured deliberate. Yeah. Yep. It feels, it feels manufactured. You're absolutely right. Yeah. 
Uh, do you have any more raves? I mean, I will just say just 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 as like a like a blanket statement, like you you can on you cannot knock any of the action sequences in Independence Day. Like they are all top notch. Any any one of the action sequences action sequences would have been like the best action sequence in in its own movie. Right. Like each one of them, like the dog fights and yes. the building explosion. Do you know how they did the dog fights? They had they had from what I remember, they had miniature but large um models that they were like running through miniature canyons on rigs. Yes. But all of the uh, all of the first person camera shots mm -hmm. from the cockpit are World War II training planes. They actually flew a cam like a, a plane with a camera mounted in the cockpit through a canyon. And it feels like it. It does. And it then, comes across. You you yeah. everything moves appropriately. And then all of the external shots of planes were miniatures flown through miniature can uh um, canyons because the United States military pulled out of the project when they when they heard that they were going to be defenseless like when the oh, when they yeah. learned that like they weren't going to come out on top mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they were just going to get bowled over the the US government was like no you can't use any actual bases or any Some actual point is going to save the day not yeah. not military might yep yeah yeah all of those planes are miniatures flying through yeah. miniature canyons except then and, and the in cockpit shots are all like a real training plane going through the canyons and it's amazing it's so fucking amazing yeah. it really is um the the way this the i'll just like, piggyback on that the way that the the alien spaceships enter earth's atmosphere that they're just fireballs you can't see them for the longest time mm -hmm. because you know they're in the first movie they're 15 mile wide yeah, they look like firestorms. It's just like a firestorm rolling it's in. Biblical. It does. You know. Um, and 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 then when they finally cool and you see the ship, it's just it's just bonkers. Um, I also love that they have like every possible reaction that people could have to this event. Like they depict right. somewhere in the movie. Right. And I don't know if it's because we're living in 2020, but like it all feels very genuine. Like I'm really all like, does. yeah, the, some people are welcoming it and yep. other people are just losing their shit. And, you know, th there was real terror, but, but more than real terror, there was like real human behavior right. in this movie, which like, really if grounded you, it. If, if you are watching <laughs> again, not to get political or bring the real world into our fake worlds, but like, if you're sitting in 2020 and you're like, ah, oh, God, I, I can't, I can't believe some people don't want to wear their masks. We'll just pop in Independence Day and uh, like Vivica Fox, Jasmine's friend who goes to the top of the Capitol building to welcome the aliens and gets like mm -hmm. obliterated to dust point blank yeah. range from a, a space laser. Oh, yeah, beam. no, like, I mean, she but she made it like she, she got the best deal in that situation. Yeah, because that had to have been instantaneous. I don't know. Like everyone else in a, a multi-block radius is is dealing with, I think, worse Fire. than she is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was killed instantly. Yeah, I mean, she's vaporized yeah. basically. Or or the building killed her on the way down. Or the building killed her. That's yeah. possible. As but well. yeah, like other people were like burned to death. Oh sure. 
or like oh, trapped sure. under a building and starved to death. Yeah, yeah. It I was a, it was a horrible experience for humanity. It was hard to watch. Yeah, it was really hard to watch. Speaking of hard to watch, <laughs> should we? <laughs> well, I mean, I just uh, it's just the writing is so goddamn good. It's excellent. Brent, and Brent should, there's this one moment you where should like watch it. you should Brent Spiner fucking Brent Spiner. Oh, yeah, we haven't even talked about Brent Spiner's um, in this movie. Brent Data Star Trek the Next Generation Data plays Dr. Oaken and he's been like living underneath Area 51 for god knows how long. He's like the chief well since the 50s since, since the Roswell. 50, yeah, since Roswell. And Jeff Goldblum so- shows up and starts like getting all of the technology to work shit. <laughs> I don't know if it's in the script or what, but but Brent Spider's character, Dr. Oaken, leans over and goes, you know, you're you're really starting to make us look bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I loved the scene on um on Air Force One where uh, Jeff Goldblum's father is like, oh, you knew about this with all the with the little aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew the spaceship. And the president's like, like, I oh, can no. I can absolutely 100 percent guarantee you Area 51 is not real. And then, like, the Secretary of Defense has to be like, okay, actually, Mr. President, um, two words, plausible yeah. deniability. You know, that's the other nice thing, too. It, it, guys, we're going to get to resurgence in just a second. Oh, like, what, like, fiction, a world in which, like, um, bureaucracy functions, yes. like, the government, like, each, each component, like, there's a chain from SETI on up to the 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 chief of the joint chiefs of staff, the joint chief uh, on up to the president. And they none of them want to use military force. And there's like procedures and and gosh, darn it. Everything just works, and, except and for the one like Weasley guy who used to be the head of the CIA. And he's and like, yeah, he's Weasley, but like he's. And maybe I've just seen too many other things. I'm like, he's not even that bad. Like right. to me, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. he made a mistake. You right. know, like in his line of work, yeah, secrets, secrets are get just you a, killed. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just a part of his job at this point. Like, right. yeah. Another thing I love about it is that it, there are no human villains yeah. in Independence Day. Sometimes we just want a goddamn movie where it's goddamn humans versus goddamn aliens. <laughs> and we want to come out on top. <laughs> we don't need like the Dr. Smith character who's like been right. working behind the scenes all the time. Right. Working with who, the aliens. To yeah. Bring them like it's so it's just so nice to like everybody in that movie was in every human in that movie was invested, invested in, the in humans saving way. humanity. Yes. And everyone would try it in different ways, but at the end of the day, we did it. Like the Ladies government gentlemen. regards and cares for like the the uh, Jane Cobb, the director of Area Fifty One. Um, at one at one point, um, I don't remember which character like says something like, "What about all those people upstairs in the hangar?" And oh, yeah, like and he just immediately goes abandons to abandons his post, and like yeah. for the rest of the movie, he's like bringing people down into the clean room yeah. of Area Fifty One to like just yeah. get everybody out of the the hangar so that they're safe underground. And if this was a twenty twenty movie, the, oh, that character the, would be like the collateral, yeah. collateral damage, Collater- so, uh, collateral damage. Yeah, this is this if is wishes were horses, uh, we'd all be eating steaks. Yeah, Jane this Cobb. is all comfortable. Very good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is all confidential down here. If they live, we'd have to kill them. You know, something like that. Um, oh my god. Yeah, I th- and I think it's 
I think it's um, Jasmine. I think Jasmine's the one that's I, like, yeah, I think you're right. Because, because he says to her, don't worry, we'll be safe down here. Well, yeah. What about like, all those people What about upstairs? everyone up yeah. there? And, and you're right. He's immediately like, oh shit. Corman. Right. Like, get, like, yeah, we gotta go we get gotta him. We gotta go get him. Yeah. It's uh, just humanity it's, coming together. It sucks. That's what, that's what we need. We do. We do. All the nations coming together, all yeah, walks of Humanity versus the virus. Come, come, right? come, uh, come pray with us. Well, I'm not Jewish. Well, nobody's nobody's perfect. perfect. Come on. Oh. Judd, Her- Judd, Hirsch, Judd Hirsch's um, like Upper West Side accent in the second mm-hmm. one is, did I get, is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. Um, From what I understand of it. Long time listeners, if I'm incorrect on that one, if I've offended anybody, apologies. But his accent is so bad and it goes in and out so often. Um, oh, it's so bad in the second one. Well, it's probably a good time to to um time to transition to to ruins. One big pile of shit. Yeah, I mean, and it really is. I mean, guys, the, the we one... love one. We love Independence Day one. I think I hope if if you're listening. I hope you can tell that we genuinely really love Independence oh, Day. So much and goddamn it, fun. And it should be a standalone movie. If you have not seen the second, just don't see it. Just get, 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 consider just, it the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. And just do not crack that lid. Um, or or just try and appreciate Brent Spiner in the second one. Because his character is the two. The only two saving graces in the second movie come in the form of Brent Spiner and Bill, Bill Pullman. Because Bill, Bill Pullman yeah. is still delivering yes. in, in that movie. And Brent Spiner, I think, elevates his character from yes. the first movie. Those are the only two areas in which I would say, yeah, this movie has something going for it. Let's, let's do this. Unless you love, like, alien corn being cultivated in like a Vietnam <laughs> like what were we going for there I don't know who were so you the, hoping the inside, to like at one point they they infiltrate the 30 the mothership 30 mile wide yeah. ship it's not even the mothership it's just it's just like their new it's it, their new like head 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 yeah the, the way the alien technology than the works, last one. It, it's it's very um, Phantom Menace in that like there is a there is a control ship. There's, yeah, they, I think they keep calling it the mothership. And if if you can knock that one out, all the others um, either crash or in resurgence. Like when you knock well, out like the main piece, the other one just detaches. Well, yeah, leaves. and I felt like that was like a real consequence of a post Avenger world. Yeah. Um, because what the the first movie, the aliens were like locusts. They were just yes. everywhere. Yes, they, and you couldn't stop them. And in the second movie, they're like, they're, there's a queen now. Yep. There was no queen in the first movie. They were no, like a hive. Was... They were a hive mind mm-hmm. that they tele they communicated telepathically. <laughs> and they and and we I felt we, so bad. I felt we had, so bad for that one like middle management dock worker <laughs> that gets a fucking nuclear missile in its face in the first movie. Oh yeah, but, like, sure. Yeah. He's just doing his job, like the alien guy. He's yeah. just docking this ship, he's like trying to do his job, and then and then gets like fed a like 
that oh he was just he was just doing his job he was just like a cog in the machine of alien society and he got hit well, in the face with a nuclear missile um the second movie the, there's a queen they're like bees one of the great things about the first movie is you have no idea what these aliens are after yeah and you don't give a shit yes you don't because care you're humans and the who all the it humans doesn't matter what they there's want going, there's going to be there's going to be no rationing away why these aliens are here that's good enough for eradicating all human life right on the world so who gives a fuck let's who gives just a yeah kill them um in the second movie we got to figure out why they're doing this and that they're they're doing this across the universe and and, there's and how would we? Oh, the, uh, and there's a different alien species. And there's another alien species, but these are good alien species. Well, it's like the only one left, and there's a planet where they're taking people yeah, to survive. It's just so like fucking stop. convoluted. You're just like movie. Stop. stop. You don't understand Stop. what was so great about the first Which is movie. crazy because it's written and directed by the same team. And it's I like know, they have I no like recollection. Yeah. It got too mucked up. It did. Too many cooks well, this in is the kitchen. Also amidst like Disney aggressively trying to buy Fox. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. which is happened. It and did. spoiler alert for Disney. Disney immediately nixed the third movie. And you know what? Thank you, Disney. Good job, Disney. We don't We're, rarely, we don't usually utter those words. No. Nope. Rarely do this, we commend Disney chance, for much of anything. You put this franchise out of its misery. Yeah, like, oh no, that's fucking done. Um, let me, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll focus the, the on the premise some... of the third movie was uh that Goldblum, Judd Hirsch, and oh the God. young, They're... the young cast get on a spaceship and travel to this planet. It's like interdimensional travel and they fight the aliens in space. Okay. Now here's the thing (laughs) that's touching upon like my number one rant slash ruin of of independence day research. What's so great about the first movie. And if you've been paying attention to the last hour, there's a lot of great things about independence day, but the, what it all boils down to is it's a story about the human race coming together against insurmountable odds and just like pulling off this hail mary at the last second right with like very last second the crudest rudimentary 90s technology to take out this intergalactic threat and and there's something just so satisfying about that when you win when you at the end of the day when you macgyver your way through this shit like it's so satisfying great analogy in the second movie it's all alien now. It is because, and, and listen, I understand why the movie went there. It it would it couldn't have not gone there, where right. humanity took alien technology after this event, and you know now we've diverged from our timeline. You know, in '96, we were watching a movie that we could have been a part of, right? Because, like it was happening to our world. In in 2016, we're now watching a movie that has flying has cars, bases on the moon, yeah. alien so death now, rays. Now we're just watching basically two alien civilizations battle it out. And now I'm no longer invested and, at all. And everything feels so low stakes. Everything. Yes. We're told um, it's high stakes and that's it. By the end of the first act, we've talked about this. Beijing has been dumped on London 
half the earth is destroyed. Yeah. Meh. Cool. Well, we're still, we're still, you know, like joking. And they shit. like to go for the landmarks. Yes. Like we're just throwing in like quips and one liners everywhere. And the first movie has humor. It does. It certainly does. But, but this might be a good time for, for like my, my biggest. And I rem- when the, when he says the ship is 30 miles wide, mm-hmm. I paused and, and mm-hmm. just and like, can a 30 mile wide something land on planet Earth? Mm-hmm. And for the remainder of the movie, like every time they cut to that shot of the spaceship on the side of planet Earth. Yes. Um, I was just like, I don't know if that's possible. So we're told the ship has its own gravity. Yeah, and I mean we're shown that we're shown that and it has its own ecosystem inside. You've alluded to like the, the 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 eastern East Asian like corn and or rice field yeah. motif. Yeah, yeah, I really felt like we were going for that. Yeah, like like very intentionally. Yeah. Um. So to which I'm asking, like, who, who, to who to who who were you making that for? You're lucky I got that reference. So. Here, the the mass of planet Earth is five point nine seven two times ten to the twenty fourth kilogram. Yeah, with a little more of quarantine weight. Sure. Um, so the mass of the spacecraft has to be at least the quarter total value of Earth's mass mass in order to to like land on it. Okay. At, based on what it was taking up. Um, guys, I, I went and found credible, like NASA, NASA scientists, uh, they have things called NASA days, um, in which like NASA engineers are allowed to work on their own projects or like just oh, pet nice. projects. Yeah. This, this was one of them. Okay. That a NASA scientist figured out. So if it's at least a quarter, it, it can't be any less than that based on the surface area it was taking up. It would be 1.972 times 10 to the 24th uh, kilogram. R being the distance between the Earth's surface and the spacecraft, let's just say 2,000 meters. And when you substitute these values, um, the Earth and the spacecraft would be attracted by a force of of basically Earth's mass. 5.972 times 10 to the 24th power Newton. Um, so, but the spaceship also has to avoid crashing. Like, that's the purpose of the gravi- gravitational propulsion system. So that when it does, it doesn't just slice through the planet. Mm-hmm. So according to Newton's third law, since the Earth exerts the the equivalent force, the spaceship would also need to exert exert that same force of of the Earth's mass so it doesn't go through. That is a force in which the, the Earth cannot possibly take such such a force on planet Earth would be so harsh. It would take the geoid spherical shape of the Earth. And smush it into an egg shape. Mm, I can see that. Uh, and here's what that would do. It would create an instability in the Earth's crust. Uh, so the surface layer of the Earth that we all live in, live on, 
yeah. would immediately destabilize, which we saw in certain parts, but it would do it to the whole earth. Most of the upper mantle uh, would turn into just a giant volcano. Uh, there would be enormous tidal waves, tsunamis over uh, the remaining surface of planet Earth, earthquakes. It would destabilize the core to the point where it would it basically uh, destroy the Earth's magnetic field. And there would be a disappearance of huge components of our atmosphere. Oh, yeah. uh, basically, all of the air that we breathe would escape the planet uh, and go off into outer space. The, the Earth does not survive the spaceship no. landing on it. Yeah. Um, that's so all they need to do. That's all they needed to do. That was it. That like the, all the movie needed to do was like the spaceship shows up. It lands. The earth is no more. Mm -hmm. Then you can do your travel to cosmos movie. Mm -hmm. Et cetera. Like we've if already, we've already done the invasion that didn't work. If, if you're like, a remotely capable alien overload lord you just destroy the planet at this point not with like a drilling effect to power your spaceship you just destroy it and go on to the next planet in the solar system to get the molten core if that's what you mm -hmm. need to power your spaceship yeah preferably one of the other eight planets in our solar system that is uninhabited well, you know, that is, I, you know, <laughs> if that's that is the only reason, one of my big questions, and, and I will just ask it now because, because it's just the perfect time to ask it, which is if the aliens are after the molten core of worlds uh, to power their technology, why not only target worlds without intelligent life and save right. yourself the hassle? Right. It seems like they're expanding a lot of energy just to drain a planet and move on. Why don't instead they subjugate a planet, keep it alive and living and use it as like a right? gas station? Right. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, and then I read. So does this mean this movie is just an allegory for colonization and energy consumption? Yes. And I think that's what they're going for. I agree. And I think I think it's pretty obvious. I, really. I agree. I and it, it. Does, it just does it poorly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have some other ruins. Oh, yeah, I please. I, I didn't yeah, mean yeah. to jump the gun there. Well, no, I mean, that's it's fair because. All so that was a NASA guy who. Uh, yes. Good job, NASA guy. Yeah, good job. I love that NASA gives you like time to like do your own things. Because right? that's that just benefits NASA because if people are are, you know, uh, exercising their creative and uh, critical problem solving just on things that interest them. Oh, you're going like, to get better thinkers. Basically, like every convenience of the last 50 years has been created on NASA days. Thank you, NASA. Yeah. Good. Good working environment. NASA. Thanks, NASA. Um. Oh, God, I have so many ruins. Um, <laughs> uh, this one is is in relation to the last one I said, where like this is now now this is all alien technology. Sure. and it, it doesn't feel like our win anymore. Making the addition of the sphere aliens that like come in to help us beat back the 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 OG aliens, it, it takes more of the win away from us again. Right. Like, this movie just kept stripping us of everything. Of what was great about beating them in the first movie? Now, in the first movie, we still beat, beat them legitimately, but in this movie, when we beat the aliens, like. 
I, I, I don't did, feel did proud. We, it's did not we like beat them? They just left. Well, we killed the queen. And this movie How did deposits. They, yeah, like, like it just becomes enslaved to another queen somewhere else. Yeah, it seems like you have these mega aliens. Like so, they're all all it the was, mini ones are called harvesters, and then you have so you have a, ripped off from aliens. Well, and then you have a queen, right? And if a queen, a, a queen seems to be able to telepathically communicate with like any harvesters, right? And if a queen is out of range, they just kind of go comatose and just right. like go catatonic. Um, but Which so didn't then make any sense. Yeah. So then once an, an, an alien queen shows up, then like, I guess, instant army. Yeah. Yeah. She she has everybody. Well, it's more than that too, because it's uh, at one point, uh, Will Smith steps on and, uh, Liam Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. It's like just some rando or I've been where you are. It's, it's okay. Like it, it, I know how much this hurts because now we're both orphans. Like, okay. Um, it was like a very Top Gun relationship, but they didn't actually have anything to compete over because they were both no. the best. Um, but they steal an alien spacecraft. They two, two of them. Yep. And they're two teams. two teams and they're like shooting up the queen. Yeah, they shoot up the queen. Um, but then the queen starts controlling the space, like the spacecraft, not just right. theirs, all of them, all spacecraft. All spa- yeah. So like the queen also has telepathic control over the ships not was, just the I people was, not just the people pilot or the aliens piloting the ships yeah she controls the, ships, the themselves. ships themselves so why the fuck did she allow the the two hijacked ships to shoot her in the first place i think she wasn't focused i, I she don't was focused. that doesn't make any fucking sense i do not accept that answer okay <laughs> it's, it like, it's so bad it like it doesn't play by its own rules and then no, it, it creates new rules. rules, which it then also ignores. Yep. It's so bad. And that so is chaos. Bad. It, that is chaos theory. Yeah. Ugh. Do you have a, a, a specific ruin you would like to share? Uh, Jeff Goldblum's oh, character in this movie. Come on, Jeff. What, what happened there? He went from like not remotely meeting his potential to the head of like space force. Yep. Um, but also still doesn't like do his job. Well, but here's, here's the thing that's so goddamn frustrating in the movie. They, they, so they, it's like they have this world again, like you said, they're setting up rules and then just breaking them. They, the whole- <laughs> they find this guy who like has uncovered something about the aliens. So they put him in charge of like all alien research. Right. Great. Then aliens show up and no one, no listens one to listens him. to him. Nobody listens to the guy. No that one. They put in charge and, and, and who was, who was boots in the ground was there. One of the two people who was there to take down the whole invasion 20 years ago. Right. Like, everyone who doesn't listen to him was alive during the first invasion. Right, and right, right. Knows that this guy knows his shit. Right. And everyone's like, no, nuke him, nuke him. Just, yep. just blow him up. Everyone just blow him up. The, the new president is like trigger happy. Like every every <laughs> yes, she opportunity she has, the, she's uh, like blow them up. Um, she was uh, again not to drag our real world into our fake world, but uh, t- so this movie was filmed in 2015. That character was such a a, a, a stand-in for Hillary Clinton. Um, hmm. like the movie producers thinking that she was going to be president 
when when this movie came out. Oh yeah. Um got that one wrong. And yep. she is trigger happy. Is, they they come okay. Let's put it, let's put it, put it into contrast. In the first movie, you have Bill Pullman, and when he's the president, you know, and the alien is talking to him through Brent Spiner, he's like, Look, look, there's like so many things that we could learn from each other. Can and, can, uh, can, can we, we can coexist? we work together? Yeah. Can that's we have the first peace? thing he says? And then the alien kind of shows him like what the whole plan is. And that's when he's like, Well, the alien okay, says well, we no got. peace, and then yeah, he shows no him like what yeah. they're gonna do, the plan, and he's like, Okay, now we can fire the nukes. Yeah. And then this new president, like an alien ship come, shows up. OK, I get it. We're all a little skittish. It's been it's only been 20 years and we're all a well, little skittish that aliens are. are well, no, yeah. like the 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 other alien shows up and ever like it's a different. That, that's what I'm talking oh, OK. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah, and yeah, Jeff yeah. Goldblum's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This, this, this is not different. Them. This I is don't not think them. we yeah. should do it. And the president's like, mm, kill it. Yep. And everyone's like, OK, just boom, 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 boom. And. They do. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> they killed it. They just tried it. Which also should have been a an indicator that, like, oh shit, we fucked up. We were able to take this thing out with one blast. Right. This is oopsies. This is not them. Yeah. And then um I mean oh they, she didn't have the one good line when they break into her bunker and then she's like, no peace. It's like, okay, well, that's what they said to us. Right. So yeah. but it's nah. still crop duster gets the better, like oh yeah, fuck you to aliens than yeah. she does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, and then the next scene is is the guy walking into Area Fifty One, just like, yeah, we're pretty sure everyone's dead, so now you're in charge. You're in charge. Yeah. Um, Shredder from the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Michael Bay movies, right? Wasn't that Shredder? Oh yeah, yeah. He winds up the president. That's He's right. The president yeah, 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 the Shredder. And or, I'm like, this, like, like, who is this? I don't care at all who this is. Yeah. You know, like, and now he's the president. He was oh, the head of the, the. I guess he was the new Joint Chief. Yeah, I, I just I cared so little about everyone in this oh. movie. How about when when fucking Julius, uh, what's their last name? Levinson. Jeff Gold, Levinson is like fucking hawking oh, books. There's so, many, there's so many f words in this. So in this sleazy, review. like hawking no, books he's, like, to nursing homes, surfing down a fucking tidal wave in his little fishing schooner. You know, like every other vessel oh within God. a 20 mile radius is just destroyed and he's just ah, i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it and, and he, he does, does because movies yep plot armor Ugh. this is a movie about plot armor he didn't he didn't even need plot armor because in the first movie yeah he came up with the idea in right. this movie he ew, offers nothing. nothing you know he doesn't he's he doesn't just, solve anything he's just there yeah he saves the kids. He saves kids who are left to die. Left to Can die. you imagine being that bus driver? <laughs> and they said something like he, he went, went to he go went see to, his girlfriend in Michigan or yeah. something like that. He went, they just left the kids. No, he the, he went to like quote he went to go fuck his girlfriend in Michigan. Now, listen, I'm not going to sit here and and poke holes in every aspect of this movie, but those kids are like preteens yeah and and in egyptology i work with kids eight years old yeah i mean i work with kids that age they're not gonna stay put like no they just shut down like alien drones they're like well he's gone we don't know what to do we'll just stay with this bus in the 110 degree arizona like (laughs) desert until an adult shows up you know kids are gonna be like fuck this i'm out of here too then right i'm gonna go fuck my girlfriend in michigan (laughs) 
Um, very first scene of the movie. Very first scene of the movie with with the president's speech and it yes. zooms in on how the... did Bill Pullman's unrecorded, unbroadcast yeah. loudspeaker message yeah. get sent into deep space for the aliens to hear. It started out as a big question, and then I really started thinking about it, and uh, it became a rant. Because my, the movie posits that they're hearing him give this speech, and they're like, yeah. oh, oh, shit. Okay. Distress yeah. signal. We, yeah. we, done, like, we done fucked up. We only sent yep. the 15-mile-wide the ship. We should have sent 30-mile-wide ship. Yeah, that's what that'll take him. That, that'll yeah, get him. That'll get him. Um, that's not how. That's not how radio signals work. Yeah, because because she is clearly she clearly sees the visuals that we saw yes. in the movie. Yes, it's not like the radio signal has like gone out. Yeah, because that's is, forgivable. That that she, could right. be that's that's plausible she believability in, in a movie. A She's replay the movie and then that we saw. puts her armor on. Yeah, she like his armor. In a in a full on like Iron Man suit up, mm-hmm. puts her armor on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking nothing Marvel. works in this movie. Fuck you, Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's all I'll say. Like, this is your fault. This I put this squarely on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I will. Um, I will. It was their my Thanos answer to moment. your ranty for your ranty big question. I will. My my answer is that after the events of independence day lifetime made one of those movies like they do like you know how like you know how they did one with like titanic the prince no like the oh prince harry and, and megan yeah they like made a movie about that my aunt loves the lifetime movies my dad loves um, the lifetime movies oh there you go yeah. they should get together they should watch them uh lifetime he loves and some uh, lifetime movies. So my my guess is that they lifetime made a movie about independence day okay and that's what she's that's oh, what she's I see. In on. I see. Yep. Um, yeah, that was bad. How about how humanity, you know, has to rebuild all this stuff and they basically just make like a, a replica of the White House? Oh, yeah. Like, why? Why? Why not improve it a little bit? Like, freshen it up a little bit. It no longer needs to be that. S- strong agree. Um, they, they rebuild Washington, D.C. exactly yeah. as it was. Um. Yeah, that made no sense. Like I was I, I was expecting like when that happened that they were going to pull like a Evangelion-esque style like all of Washington DC like drops underground into a bunker. Yeah, that would make some fucking sense. Right? Like basically the earth's crust is a giant hangar door and yeah. everything hides underground. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Um, this movie also really felt like it suffered from uh, a post Pacific Rim world. Yeah, that's what it really felt like. Did feel like Pacific Rim at a lot of a lot of points. Yeah, it yeah. it seemed to like hit those beats a lot, but not in a good way. Because no. I, I I like I haven't seen the second Pacific Rim, but I like the, the first second Pacific one is Rim. not as good as the first, but still way better than Independence the Day sec- Resurgence. Yes, yeah. Well, um, I'll, I'll just do one more ruin. So because I I do have some big questions I want I also to. have and some like, big questions and like we the, the, it it's it's getting to the point of sad <laughs> still talking about this but I will just say like the so the bad. acting of 
Oh, basically everybody, everybody, but especially the younger generation, like like the new the new batch that we're supposed to fall. They're all so goddamn bad. And Liam and Helmsworth it, cannot act opposite CG anything. No, or 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 Dylan, real people or real either. People, yeah. Like, like, I'll, I'll even say that uh, Hemsworth was probably the most human out of everybody. The three, like, the three new. Yes. The Triforce. Um, the the girl, Triforce. the girl was good. The daughter of the president was good with the president. Right. She was but terrible with was everyone it. else. She was terrible with everybody else. So right. to me, I almost have to be like, well, Bill Pullman was pulling something out of her then because she right. was. She was legit. Right. Like. I, yeah, I she was. I, yeah, she was so wonderful to watch in those scenes. And then the minute yeah. he, she is not with him anymore, it's like a different yeah. character. Yeah. Um. In the in like the biggest insult in this movie is that like um in the first Independence Day is like full of all of these strong women who are capable and like uh, whatever her character's name was something Whitmore uh was part of this this test fighter group mm-hmm. and she quit to take care of him and mm-hmm. not only does like she she eventually makes her way back into the the controls of one of these these jets and goes after the queen but like she's useless she's the definition of useless yeah, what it, the one thing she manages to do she gets is she gets the queen's she, shield she, down. It's yeah, not really yeah. explained how she does that. She just shoots it some more. She just shoots it a lot, and it like more shooting. It it like it oh posits, shooting doesn't work. Let's try more shooting. It posits a world in which like the shielding is like a video game. Like oh, it's very life video bar. Game. Like you just yes. have to wear the shield down yes. enough, and then you yeah, can hurt the queen. Before it can rebuild, yeah, which, absolutely. The shield, the alien shields are just impenetrable. If you could like you could have just crashed fighters into the spaceships in the first movie enough times and got the shield down if that's how they worked. Yeah. That's, that's not, not how, how they, they work. work. That's not how they work. It took Jeff Goldblum's uh, virus. Vir- yeah. To take yeah. Jolly Roger. Yeah, and, and and nothing about the fat lady in this movie. Nothing about the fat lady in this movie. Dylan Dylan was. Horrible. It, he was he was completely unnecessary. I wrote I wrote down a pitch, please. And I, I it's, <laughs> even, it's not even worth going into. But like in my attempt to fix this movie, I I have three things that I would say would fix the movie or make it better. Will One, Smith. Well, yeah, I mean, Will, Will Smith. Smith was so fucking good in the first movie. And like he had been in, he had been in one movie before that and this this movie like the original independence day made him an action star and he is legitimately fan fucking tastic in that movie like yes, he, he is, is he is charismatic and honorable and heroic and and, and fan fucking tastic so good everyone in in the first movie is better than anyone in the second movie. Yes. Any, any, anyone who didn't, anyone who is new to the second movie. Sure. Well, I mean, Goldblum is well, not uh, yeah, up and, to the and, job. No, he's not I don't great, know but what I'm, I'm just saying. What's going on there? Pol- Pullman and Spiner are still. <sighs> Brent Spiner. Pull, pulling the Holy movie along. Shit. In that here's, second here's my, movie. Here's my slight. Walking pitch. around with his ass out. Yeah. <laughs> um, my and, slight pitch for the oh, movie man. to fix it. First. Pull like 
pull a bit of like a Battlestar Galactica in which the aliens show up and and they immediately like take out of play anything that's been built with alien technology. Like completely bring yeah. humanity back to right. What like that should have been the first thing. None of the alien yeah. tech works for humans yes. anymore. And then, then you know, you bring the veterans in. You have all these cocky upstarts who like have not don't you who they're also young. They don't even remember the invasion, and now they're relying right. on the on the on the old timers. And it's like a, a generational thing coming together to beat back the uh, the aliens. And the thing that would have been awesome in that scenario would have been to like use that captured roswell craft from the 50s that they had repurposed like put Mm -hmm. that back into the fight like that's the only thing we have left yeah then there's some high stakes i don't know what the fuck like goldblum does in the desert he like puts the shield up to contain a nuclear blast or something or other it's stupid it's just so he and judd hirsch can be on set together and begin the so that the bus can find him three minutes for the bus can find him that's the only reason that that happens the second way you fix this movie a little bit is you take out the sphere aliens like. The, uh, oh, yeah, that was ooh, nobody cares. They're only there to launch the third movie. Yeah. Uh, no, figure out a different reason why the queen has to get from here to there. Why we right. don't need this a yeah. whole new alien species. Third thing to fix this movie a little bit for my pitch, please. Just take out Dylan. Like, yeah, his we, stories. We don't we don't need his story at all. Right. Like you said, they're both the best. Like Dylan and uh, I don't even know the other guy's name. I think Jake. Jake. They're both. Or or get rid of one of them. Get rid of one. It would just merge the characters. Yeah. Like, we didn't need to. We didn't need both of them. Dylan had. Dylan had. If you're going to keep Dylan, you have to get rid of Jake so that you can give Dylan Jake's story. Because otherwise, right. Dylan didn't have a story. He didn't. Other than losing his mom. But that was such a shallow emotional scene anyway. You know, like I felt way worse for um, uh, Jeff Goldblum's boss in the first movie when he's like desperately trying to get out of New York. He is fantastic. Yeah. And he's like desperately trying to get out of New York and like save his mom. And like he's he's a nobody. Like he's like as far as the movie goes, like he's I don't remember his name. But you feel for him in that in that more than I felt for Dylan and his mom in two. Oh yeah, you know. Yep. So those are my three fixes: sphere aliens, get rid of them, get rid he of the was alien fantastic. tech. Goldblum's boss. Oh yeah, it's fucking awesome. And he was, he was, he was in Mrs. Doubtfire, right? Yes. Wasn't he Mrs. Doubtfire? Yep. And and the um the daughter of the crop duster was also in Mrs. Doubtfire. Really. Yeah, she was the older daughter in uh, oh, in, in Mrs. I didn't, Doubtfire. I didn't put that together. Look at you and actors. Well, yeah, like I've said before, my wife likes to IMDb okay. when she thinks she sees somebody. And okay. she's like, oh, did you know that girl's in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, oh, she's playing a very different character in this yes. movie. Yeah. Hello! Oh, I love Mrs. Good. Doubtfire. It's good. It was a fun one. <sighs> Any other ruins before we 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 break it down? Uh, some, I mean, it's some just, BQs. I mean, it's just so bad. Guys. It's so Don't bad. Even watch it's so it. bad. Don't even I mean, watch it. Bill Pullman and Brent Spiner are fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, Brent Sp- Like, I feel like they just let Brent Spiner on set for a day, mm-hmm. and he just had fun. Yeah, I and feel like and, and they his, let Brent Spiner design his own. Yeah, and his, like, his, his characters. Your characters back. 
and they they've like it was just trying to pander to too many things and it was nice that they like you don't often see like an older like gay couple on screen mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i would argue that we still haven't in this movie um even though it posits that these two scientists are in some kind of relationship mm-hmm. um and it's sweet and you believe it um but it didn't feel like it was necessary to the arc of the story it was like a throwaway thing like almost well, like they were using it as a gag well again it, there there are so many of these things where they're like trying to recapture some of the things from the yeah. first movie so like you had um the the chinese pilot like it was her dad that died on the space uncle, station like uncle. with everybody else, her uncle so like you're it, it's like trying a little bit to like recapture right. the but um, failing in every every but failing and and you know you had bill pullman in the first movie losing his wife in that tragic tragic gut-wrenching scene and uh you didn't have any other spouses that happened to in the second one. So they're like, Oh shit, uh, we got 10 minutes left. Uh, well, well these two, we'll, we'll, we'll recapture it with these guys. And no, yeah, won't. I, I felt for him, but it, it, did you, all, all, all you're doing is reminding me of how great the first, first one is. Yeah. Yeah. Like by giving me like echoes of it. I'm like, Oh yeah. Remember that in 96? That was good. I should go rewatch that. That mid-level control alien. Yeah, you feel really bad for that. I do. Control alien. I, I mean, oh. and they they really they really. I'll uh, just like final ruin in the first movie. The aliens, the, the aliens are built on the the gray, the gray aliens uh, in UFO alien lore. And they put them in these giant exosuits and they're basically just giant marionettes. Mm-hmm. And the way they move are fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. And they look real because they are real. And then in the second one, they're all CG. Yes, they are. And th- they look CG and they feel CG and they move CG. And it's just, it's just bad. Yeah. And it's just, I'll, like, play, I'll play a video game. Yeah. I will go play a video game and, mm-hmm. and that will be. And take part in it. If I'm watching it, I want to see something real. I want to see something real. Even if it's a marionette puppet, at least it's real. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, comp- like complete computer environments and, and characters feel cheap to me in 2020. Even those. Um, same, you could say the same thing for like the dog fights and everything. Yeah. And in, in, like, it was no all state. just like was uh, video game. Uh, yep. uh, like it was a constant. Uh, it was it was a constant flux between eh, yeah. and like what the fuck is he doing surfing down like a tidal wave, with all these oil tankers crashing around. <laughs> right, him. right, right. And then he's just hanging oh. in in his seat, just and the kids drive by. Here, here's a here's a big question. This is this is legit. It was almost a ruin, but I'm I would generally like an answer to this. Mm-hmm. The the tugs the tug ships. They're they're basically uh, a uh, like a cockpit with arms, yeah, and a and a bay, and mm-hmm. the the front of the ship is the pilot, the back of the ship is the arms, and to land the ship, the mm-hmm. arms act as landing gear. Yeah. At one point, 
uh, Jake, who's like, it felt like he was supposed to be Goldblum's kid, but he's not, um, goes and picks up Goldblum he does, by yeah. himself. How do they land the ship with only one pilot? Uh, I mean, the light answer I'll give you is that uh, you you need the the arm guy for like the uh, the intricate stuff, but there's probably just like a button. You know, like how nowadays cars will parallel park themselves. Okay, they have a but they have like a parallel part, like they have a Nissan parallel park button <laughs> in the cockpit of the. Uh, <laughs> of the tug i had i had a problem with the fact that these are workhorse tugs and right. there's like there's like seats for like 12 12 in them, in them. yeah like, what, it's not a drop ship what is yeah what are we doing here also doesn't look like any of the alien tech at all or a, any human tech it's complete it's some, yeah it's something completely different like it was borrowed from another movie yeah yeah, it's like uh, like uh, Adat Walkers invaded, and they're like, "Oh, let's incorporate oh, yeah, this into landing gear." Yeah. All right, I got a BQ for you. Okay. Let's see which one should I start with. I have so so many. <laughs> um. Okay the the treasure hunting ship. That's treasure. That's, oh yeah, they want a hundred million dollars to like get yeah, updates on yeah. how close we are to the the core exactly. being harvested. So they were within visual range of ground zero oh. when 5,654 cubic miles of water surged to fill in the alien drilling shaft. They're dead. They're all dead, right? They're all dead. I mean, they, they, they have are to have been. All, they, that ship is at the Earth's core. Okay, good. They're dead. Because. And how could they, if they were far ship. enough away to not be dead, how are they giving updates? I had to suspend so much disbelief that like they were like, oh, it's a treasure hunting ship so they can look at things on the ocean floor. I don't think treasure hunting ships can look all the way down to the core of the earth. Right. Even in 20 years. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, the real answer to that question is they died instantaneously when the ship yeah. landed in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I mean, they should have been like sucked up in the gravitational pull of the ship. They should have just been sitting there on the ocean drinking. I mean, all of the water should have been pulled up off the seabed floor. Should have been. It wasn't. It wasn't, but it should have been. But it should have been. Yeah, they're all dead. Dead. This movie could be and a Jacob's then, Ladder scenario. Yeah, I was going to say, does this make the movie a Jacob's Ladder scenario? <laughs> of that, that treasure hunting that treasure crew. Hunting crew. Okay. <laughs> it fixes a lot of problems. It does. Yeah. It does. Okay, here's a practical, here's a real question from the first Independence Day. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, when the aliens arrive around planet Earth, before they fly their ships into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The, the big mothership thing moves into range. It's coming into Earth's orbit. And a lone satellite yeah. gets within range of the ship and then crashes into the ship. It does. Yeah. Is the whole reason the aliens become hostile and attack because that satellite crashed into them and they perceived it as a projectile attack because their shield was not up at this point yeah it does crash the, into the them satellite crashes into the side of the ship and it explodes yes um i like that i like that better than that they're there to steal all the magma 
<laughs> from the Earth's core. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I never thought of that before. It, 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 it is a very purposeful shot of the, right? the satellite colliding. Um, they just seem so goddamn evil. They don't right. seem like they're there for, there for diplomacy at all. Right. So, um, yeah, I would say in an in an alternate timeline where we don't get the second movie, we we can sure. make that case. Okay, we can make that case. Yeah, the second movie ruins all of that. It does. They're just but evil. You can say that about everything. Yeah, the second movie ruins all of that. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yep, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Okay, here's a question for you. This is a legit one too. If the aliens who are left behind after the 96 invasion were cat in a catatonic state until a new mothership and queen came into range and quote unquote activated them. You with me so far? Cause we go to that prison and we see that they're all just comatose in that prison. Yep. Right. Cause the other mothership left. Then what the fuck was the African nation fighting for 20 years? Right. Makes no sense. I was going to ask this question uh, as well. They've been like at guerrilla warfare for 20 years. Right. Fighting these aliens, supposedly. Right. But there's no queen to keep them there's activated. No queen to keep them activated. And that's the that's the rule of, of movie two. Right. You must have a queen to activate, and the other aliens don't activate until the queen gets in range. Right. So what the fuck? Also, I thought the whole world was like united and working together, and everyone just left this unnamed African nation to fight a guerrilla style war well they kept passing it off themselves? as like the, the previous warlord wouldn't let anyone in the previous warlord wouldn't let anyone well, in. i mean like they've got flying ships yeah um oh i agree it made no sense not I, like I, neither I also i don't I also have an answer for you they, sketch thank you i don't have an answer for you I'm it's sorry. true that's it's, it's a true big question it is it doesn't make any sense. Um, because I do feel like if if anyone were allowed to go in to that, the one ship that didn't crash and just landed, they could have found the distress call and deactivated it. Right. Thus preventing season two, or not season two. Right. Sequel. Resurgence. Right, right, right. So I put this all on that warlord. Sure. And I'm glad that his son I kind of feel like his son might have taken him out. And I'm glad I feel he did. like his son killed him. Because because yeah. like I don't know what the backstory is with his brother. Like he says his father was responsible for his brother's death. And the only picture they have is like of a little, a kid. little kid. So I, I feel like I, I feel like there was some off screen comeuppance. Yeah. And then this new warlord shows up and is like, all right. I'm going to actually get me some experts, do things rationally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like pull in everyone uh, who like could help. And, uh, but unfortunately too little, too late, too little, too late, too little, too late. What are you going to do? What the fuck were they fighting? I don't know. I don't know. Because they, you can't even say like, well, they I guess they were just like going in of skulls. They got, they got mountains of skulls, mountains. They have all the weapons. They have like all these techniques for like hunting them right. and like showing up behind them and fighting them. And, uh, uh they should have all just been like sleeping in pods. Right. Basically. 
I mean, uh, the, uh, movie, the you set that rule up yourself, movie. Right. We were not stretching here. You gave us that rule. Right. Did you think we forgot 20 minutes ago in the movie <laughs> when you also said that a whole nation has been fighting these things off for 20 years? Oh, oh movie. God. Movie. This is see, this is why you don't don't give too much on these kind of movies. Right. Don't give like backstory of the aliens and right, like how right, everything right. works. Just just they just want to kill. They just want to yeah, they just need to be locusts. Yes. Um Dr. Oaken is quote unquote, for lack of a better word, possessed mm-hmm. by the aliens mm-hmm. and winds up in a coma for mm-hmm. 16 years. Yeah. 20 years. 20 years. Sorry. 20 years. I keep saying 16. 20 years. Whitmore gets possessed, quote unquote, by the alien and gets his groove back and like achieves clarity of mind. It seems to me like he Whitmore shaves his Moses beard. Yes. Puts on a flight suit. Yes. And f- does his last final heroic thing. I yeah. did like that. How he was like, when his daughter was like, you don't have, you, you already saved the world. You don't have to do, do it again. Right. And he was like, I'm not saving the world. I'm saving you. Ah! I was like, oh, Pullman, you're still, you're trying, you're trying for this movie. I'm trying so hard. I wish the rest of the movie was trying with you. Um, Bill Pullman, President Whitmore Seems like it almost seems like he's been like hermited away, almost it like by feels, his daughter and the government. Yeah, it like, feels like, like the president's got now. someone giving him like pills to yes. make him crazy. Yeah, yeah, like the king in Dragonheart 2 a new beginning. Yeah. Like it it's it's like they're like, okay, we we can't make him. There's a reference I never thought we'd make for yeah, anything. Here we, are. here we are. Here we are. 2020 is a hell of a year. Um where you we're in the Quaid quarter. This is what happens when you're in the Quaid quarter. <laughs> Um, the thing is, he's, he's like the hero, him, Will and Jeff are like the heroes of the invasion. So even though he's losing it, they have to, they have to keep him around for like public appearances. And stuff. I have to warn you. And he tried. And then I feel like at the end, the thing that, uh, like shook him out of it was just like sheer determination. Like it was just like sheer, like well, shit. It's like Rambo putting on no his bandana one, and yeah, boots. No one else in this entire fucking organization right. figure out how to do this. So all I, I, useless. I'll, all I'll just, useless. I'll just do it. Uh, I don't even know if that was a question. I don't. I don't think it was. It was just like ob- observe the rules you've created. And when Goldblum observe and, the rules you've created, that's yeah. a great way to put that. It's like when Goldblum and and Pullman eventually do meet, mm-hmm. it's like they have no history. Yeah. None. And the whole first movie is predicated on their history. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's so bad. And when they should have even more to talk about. They have nothing to talk they have about. Nothing. And like they should be hanging out all, all the, the time. time. All the time, <laughs> you know, and like aliens show up like we should be listening. There are two people alive who we should still be listening to. Right. Whitmore and and, uh, and David and David yeah. Levinson. And uh, nope, it's the two we're not going to. Yep. And it's not even that. It's 20 years. Right. It's just 20 years ago. Right. Uh, people. Also, also kind dumb. of a damning commentary on our real world. Yes. However, inadvertent. They, they, there was, 
there was a little too much real world in this in, in the yeah. second movie and, and and the first movie was so realistic but it was so it was still so romantic in its realism it was this was a little raw in its realism yeah yeah nukem nuke no peace no peace <laughs> they're all dead you're now in charge <laughs> I guess I got to give an inspirational speech now. Oh my god, that was so bad. Um, I only have one last big question. What so is your last more. big question? Okay, where do they get off having the audacity to set this up for a third movie? <laughs> like they didn't. They did not leave it open-ended great and question. like oh you could we could do more if we get the chance right they legitimately hung it on basically a cliffhanger right tune in next week right to see how we get out of this scrape where do they get at what point in the movie making maybe this is the real big question at what point in the movie making process should they have had the the moral fortitude to say you know what we're not going to move not, ahead on the third. Move, right? Let's not end on that. You know, just 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 switch, just divert it, and the the sphere is damaged beyond repair right. in the in the death of the queen. Movie's done. We never have to go back. We're done. <laughs> Do that. Do that instead. Or zoom out. Mm-hmm. And it's all been in Goldblum's head. And it was Ooh. like the dying, the dying message of the sphere. Or it's all in the head of that treasure hunting crew <laughs> and their Jacob's ladder. Or it's all in the head of Dr. Oaken. Oh, yeah. It, uh, th- this movie could have come from Oaken's head. It could 100%. all be. A, yeah. Like what? OK, here's the here's my final big question. Um. Is it possible that this is a J the whole movie is a Jacob's ladder scenario in the last moments of Dr. Oaken's life? It is instead of waking up, he died. It is 100% possible because he is the real hero of this. He is the real hero of this vehicle. Yes. He gets the sphere online. He communicates communicates with it. it. Yeah. His laser cracks open. Yep. He has basically the only love story the, yeah, the he president's does. daughter is fiance's with uh jake. with with jake uh you know all who we would have been all better we get than is jake? them saying that that's all we get is them saying which that. house no which house do you want which yeah. house do you like if it's still yeah. there we're buying it do they even have a scene together like not through a communicator yeah they do they have one they scene do? together yeah. i can't even remember it now and i watched this like three nights in ago. the base in the base she like hugs him like they don't she even does? have a great move she like hugs him before he gets in his jet fighter wow yeah it's don't like, remember that at all big nothing it's when they're shouting at each other about the house yeah oh yeah yeah boy that is not it's worth all, the nothing. mental effort Instead i put into remembering that. like jake and liam helmsworth that character should have been the stepson of russell k yeah, absolutely. That would yeah. have made more sense in this universe mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. fathers and children and legacies. And they're like the legacy squadron. Mm-hmm. 
that would have made more sense. No, he would have been. He would have. He would have been like the leader of the Legacy group. Squad. How about this? How about this? Have him be the guy in charge of Area Fifty One. Oh, that's great too. Yeah. After his dad was shamed for so many years for yeah. believing in aliens, now he's in charge of like all aliens. That's great. Nope, those characters don't come back. Yeah, why? Those characters deserved they to come did. back. At least the the eldest son. Strong yeah. agree. Yeah, strong agree. More than Dylan. I mean, like, no offense to Dylan, but like, no, it was just, it was poorly written. Like, uh, it's, like Dylan didn't really do anything in the first movie either he's very young in the first well, movie he, yeah he's very well, arguably he does more in the first movie than the second yeah he alerts will smith to the issue of aliens yes um here's here's what's like it's just like shocking about the first and second movie it's written by the same like creative team with some meddling but it is mind-boggling that in 1995 dean devlin and uh roland emmerich were able to create and write and put on the page and find the actor to bring life to this like black Superman mm-hmm. to fight these aliens. Yeah. And in 2016 gave us like a stale piece of bread. Yeah. Like so much, nothing, just nothing, no character no. development, no. no motivation. No, 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 uh, no anima. No, nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing. It, it's like it was it was like there were too many actors in scenes and not enough characters, which is so they just had like bonkers when you consider how many different stories the the, the first, first movie had, had and all mm-hmm. converge in this moment where all of your stories come together. There yeah. are far fewer storylines in the second movie. That need to come oh, yeah. together. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Bonkers. And, you know, I mean, the real travesty there is that they didn't do like each character didn't get an or it's its own movie to explain their origin and motivation. That's that's yeah. why it feels like that. That was probably it was probably coming next. Yeah, we we're going to do a whole bunch of bad oh, prequel. They'll yep. do they'll do six prequel movies to explain all of their. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm coming well, at the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of hard, but I like if you watch from the what, first Avenger movie on its own, it really doesn't work unless you've seen the movies that lead into it. From what I understand, they were going to make a bunch of mini series about all of these pilots and put them on Centropolis oh, Plus. Oh, okay. Which is going to be a subscription, got it, uh, based thing. And then, uh, and then, then we were going to will make sense. Yep. Yep. And the, it'll retroactively make sense. And then we'll all be jazzed for Independence Day forever. Gotcha. Um, Part one yeah. and two. Yeah. Yep. The trilogy yeah, wrapped the, up. That's what we were going to be doing. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, I um, guess that's, that's Independence Day. Right? I guess it is the, the, the whole universe. The biggest takeaway from us, guys, the thing that you should learn more than anything else in this this episode is if you've seen if you haven't seen either. Go watch the first. Go watch movie. the first. Yes. Like, go find it immediately. Pop some popcorn, yeah, we, settle we, in this, and enjoy it. And it isn't even a movie that like we've ruined because we have touched upon so little of the actual movie. And like, yeah, we told you the humans win, but you knew the humans are going to win. That's always there's a sequel. Come. Of course, the humans. So, win. Yeah. So but like, oh, it's just so good. It's like such a masterclass in like everything filmmaking and 
right are pacing, pacing. How about pacing? Oh. it's a two and a half movie two and a half hour movie and i i never like felt it like it was too brilliant. long or sprinting so good this, the second movie i wrote i wrote 10 of my notes it's like why is this movie rushing we haven't right. done we anything haven't done anything oh so bad and so the takeaway is watch the first movie if you've never seen the second movie don't don't keep do it that it. way if you have seen the second movie, I I'm, apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you uh, watched it because we said we were doing Independence Day. One that's two, on you, because I'm pretty yeah. sure we said in the midstream. Don't watch don't watch the second one. Um, yikes, guys. Yeah. Yikes. 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 I guess that brings us to. Shades of Sketch Recommendations. Perfect. Shades, you want to go first? Uh, sure. I am. G- I am going to recommend uh, it. It's all the rage right now. It just dropped. Floor is lava on Netflix. Um, you just texted me that. I did. It is. Oh, God. Sketch. We have talked about Legends of the Hidden Temple mm-hmm. uh, in the past. It is the best parts of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, it is hosted by Rutledge Wood, who is like one of my t- favorite TV presenters of the last 10 years. He was one of the three presenters for American Top Gear before it was canceled. Um, and I, I, what I love about this show is it's just like real. It's like the best parts of Double Dare and and Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um they're just regular people. It's not like Ninja Warrior where people have trained and built obstacle courses in their backyard. It really is. They're just playing the floor is lava like anyone would play in their living room. And it's fucking hilarious. And just Very watching cool. people face plant is my, is my sense of humor. Um, uh, it's it's just entertaining. It's hilarious. It's it's problem solving at its best. It's kind of it's like floors lava meets escape room, um, and and there is actual strategy involved and puzzles to solve. And and I I love anything in which like a single mom and her two children will like show up a group of like jocks. Um, yeah, that's just yeah. great television. That's why I love um, bake sales. Yeah, that happens a lot of bake sales. Yeah, too. yeah. Um, and it's 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 funny. It's witty. It's 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 nice to just turn something on that makes you laugh. That is low sta- stakes. That is not trying to give you a history lesson, which is important. But sometimes you need a break from the history lesson, um, and you know is not about rising virus numbers amidst the backdrop of a pandemic. And you can just laugh. And laugh heartily because the floor is lava and it burns. Does it? Who knows? But when they fall in, they make it look like it burns. Um, it's it's real lava. It's like goopy, viscous, like slippery lava. And, and you know, people get facefuls of lava and like crotchfuls of lava nope. and and like lava dumped on them and shot at them and and face plants galore. All right. The floor is lava. The floor is lava. I fucking love it. Thank you, Netflix. Netflix. Thank you so much, Netflix. Um, Netflix has dropped 60 new original shows since January. Um, and they are going to drop 60 more before October. I guarantee you, um, not to put too much real world in our fake world, but uh, 
I feel like we would be even in a worse state if it weren't for Netflix. Yes. Uh, Netflix is keeping people home. No, no other delivery system is is dropping new content in the way that Netflix is. Um, like Disney Plus isn't. They're dropping shows. They're they're delivering content, but not sixty different new shows. Um, that you know run the gamut of reality TV to scripted drama to, um, whatever is in between that. Really, uh, anything? Yeah, they, they do. They do all the genres. CBS isn't doing it. The Peacock isn't doing it. Hulu isn't doing it. I mean. In terms of original content right now, I feel like their next their next competitor is Amazon Prime, and and it's not and even no, close. it's not even close. I agree with that, and and not even close. There really is still one streaming service to rule them all. It's Netflix. The floor is lava. I fucking love it. Give it give it a give it a watch. I think you'll love it too. There you go. Sketch. What what are you recommending? My recommendation is uh, a little out of the ordinary for me, but I'm going to do it anyway. I am really enjoying this show <laughs> at Doodles watching. <laughs> like, I am <laughs> oh, no. super into this show. It's called Bluey, and uh, it's, it's on... <laughs> It's on Disney Plus, but it's um it's from Australia. So so it's like uh, it's made by BBC and it's it's uh it's for an Australian audience, but it's streaming on Disney Plus. It's it's about this dog family. And is he a dingo? It, uh no, no, Bluey and Bluey's a little girl. Oh. She's a six-year-old little girl, and she's got a four-year-old um sister named uh named bingo and then they have a mom and they have a dad and it's just like these short little episodes like 15 minute episodes about uh just like different adventures they have but the thing i love about it there there's three things i love about it and i'll sum it up for you because i know you're you're not all into the the young children animation the way i am number one the animation is i'm watching it the animation is is gorgeous the colors are vivid the perspective that they pull off with uh the the way they use colors is just absolutely gorgeous and one of the things i love which you don't see a lot in cartoons is they they fully animate the dogs so the like the tails wag when they're happy and the tails go between legs when they're upset and like normally you just have like a humanist character and they got a Right. Tail smacked yeah, yeah. down to their butt. No, they're constantly remembering that these are these are dogs. And um uh so so one, beautiful. Uh two is attention to detail, like those things. And then the third thing is is I watch it, you know, with Doodle, who's two now, and <laughs> and watching it makes me want to like do stuff with him and like be a good parent because like Bluey's parents are great and they're all in on all these little imagination things. They're not doing anything like crazy, like flying a plane or right, right, right. fighting space battle. They're at like, the grocery store. Yeah, they're just doing. And there's like these little moments of like learning where where like Bluey in the episode we watched today, you know, Bluey wanted her dad to call her his favorite and he wouldn't do it. And she didn't understand. And like by the end of the episode, just by being a good dad and by being like really understanding, but also being really fun. She got it. She understood. And I was like, parent goals from a blue dog. This is amazing. So if you like 
little kid shows or here's the thing if you're stuck watching a lot of little kid shows I because you watch have this. to be bluey it's it's just so heartwarming it's and and this is the time for bluey this is the time for bluey this is the time for bluey like, for just like just happiness and wholesomeness and like Listen, Bluey learned some lessons as a little six-year-old girl that a lot of adults I know should really also learn. So um, my recommendation this time, courtesy of Doodle, is Bluey. Good job. Good I'm job, sure you Doodle. Could, I'm sure you can watch it many places, but Disney Plus is the uh, the easiest place. Uh, like it, uh, Quite a bit of it is on YouTube. There you go. Yeah, they're short little episodes. They and are. They're, just, they're so goddamn adorable. And and the dad is like super sarcastic, so I oh, I yeah. really I really identify with the father, <laughs> and uh, and the dad is like all in on all, like on anything the girls want to do within reason. He just is like, let's do it. Don't forget the walkies. Don't forget the walkies. So uh, Bluey and floor is lava, and floor is lava. Look at two like really like nice. Yep like feel good yep we're doing our part we are like your mental health out there everybody we really are yeah. oh long time listeners i hope you enjoyed this uh extra long independence day universe episode there was just oh and, and happy independence day happy too. independence day to all of our american listeners uh and to all of our friends across the pond happy saturday happy saturday you know you can still have a happy saturday yeah watch and, watch uh, some bluey yeah there you go watch them yeah watch some bluey watch some bluey and australia thanks for bluey thanks for bluey shades do you want to take anything from the um the independence day movie franchise i do i want Ooh. to take uh jeff goldblum's power book computer oh yeah and, and his, his little, little antenna thingy his little antenna thing that he just smacks on the top yeah. of his car and yeah. he aims at the white house and everyone's just fine yeah everyone's okay with that yep Amy, your strange technology at the White House window. 2020, he's dead. Yeah. Like sniped oh, yeah. from the roof. He I'm wasn't taking, even making it in the city yeah, limits. I'm taking his power book. Like in Very a, good. Longtime listeners, you might be thinking in a world, in a universe where there are flying fighter ships and spacecraft, I'm taking a 1996 Mac power book mm -hmm. and uh, DIY like hyped up Pringles can antenna. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Well, in the in in the two movies, it was it was, it was the most yes. damning piece of technology to fight the, the aliens. Correct. Out, out of anything. Correct. That that wasn't alien made. Correct. Yep. Sketch, are you uh are you taking anything from I am Day? uh I am taking uh with me from this episode the name Thomas J. Whitmore. <laughs> For a write-in candidate for the 2020 campaign. <laughs> uh, he's the man that we need right now. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm just hoping. We don't deserve him. We don't deserve we him. Don't but goddamn, do we need him. him. So, uh, he's not uh, the yeah. president that we deserve. But he's definitely the, the president, president we need. that we need. And we trust him. You can trust Harvey him. Harvey Dent. So guys, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for geeking out thanks with us. For geeking out. I mean, high highs and low lows. Oh yeah, and that's just uh, 
that's just getting jiggy with it here. I'm, I'm geeking out. <laughs> and uh, I believe, I believe that is the fat lady ah, that I hear off in the lady. distance. What is it with you and the fat lady? Uh, fat lady. Well, uh, uh, Long time listeners, we are going to take a little break after this episode. Um, but we will be back with you uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, we hope you're well. We hope that you are entertained. And uh, we will see you next time. Guys, we'll see you next time. If you'd like to take a more active role in supporting Geeking Out, visit us at patreon.com slash shades and sketch. Our website is shows.acast.com slash geeking out. You can email the show at go with shades and sketch at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Geeking Out is a production of Tree Cave Creative LLC. All rights reserved 2020.